everyone. Welcome back to the Film Buds podcast. This is episode number 31, and my name is Henry. And today we kind of have a bit of a weird setup. Uh, Chloe couldn't make it. Brayden is going to be late, but we are with our friend Kira, um, who was on, I guess, maybe two weeks ago for downsizing. And so she's subbing in this week. So, Kira, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. And so, again, and sorry to, I posted on social media, but sorry to people who, uh, for all the delays and the changes of what we've been reviewing and all that, it's been kind of, we've had weather, we've had people being sick and all of that. And then I have my Sundance trip coming up tomorrow, so it's all been kind of hectic. So, thanks for sticking with us. But, oh, uh, we are going to be reviewing Call Me By Your Name, which only Kira and I have seen. And then when Brayden gets here, he and I will review the post. And so it's going to be a little funky, but it'll be good. And then we have some listener questions and all the usual stuff. So, uh, yeah. Kira, how, how are you? Good. I'm good. Pretty good. How are you? Good. Thing going on? You and I saw the film. Oh, yeah? Call last, by Your Name? Yeah, last night. Yeah. Uh, second time seeing it is very good again. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really, it's really good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, know. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't have to talk about that yet. We'll be, oh, okay. Uh, we'll get into that soon, but just how's your life? Oh, it's good. Um, me and Chloe and um, Chloe's sister, we all went to this Mexican restaurant last night. And during lunch, they have buffet. They have, like, lunch buffet. Um, so I'm looking forward to going to that. But, wow. like, they bring your food on a very, very big plate. And Chloe ordered a burrito, and it looked like an arm. It was so big. Oof. Yeah, it's Contreras. It's in Durham. It's very good. Huh. Oh, and there goes the train. Uh, so... Which I guess we don't have that happen that often, but... but yeah, so I've... I still have to pack for Sundance, which is starting tomorrow. And I guess we should... Or I'll say... So next week, we'll have a, our usual show and also be recapping a lot of the movies I've seen because I'm seeing 11 movies there, so I'll have plenty to talk about. But... So you can look forward to that next week. And... Oh, and then the Oscar nominations come out tomorrow, so I guess... We can talk about that too. So, are you excited? Are you, I mean, are you hoping? I mean, I'm sure Lady Bird and Common Barney are both gonna get Best Picture noms. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I hope that Call Me by Your Name wins, just because Lady Bird's already won mm-hmm. like stuff, and Call Me by Your Name hasn't won as many things. Yeah. And Call Me by Your Name's really good, so I hope that it wins something. Um, I don't really care about movie, like. I love movies, obviously, but, like, I don't care about, like, the award shows mm-hmm. as much as, like, some, some people. people do, um, just because, like, yeah, it can win an awards and it's really cool, but, like, it doesn't mean that it's, like, a great movie. Like, mm-hmm. there are crap movies that have won awards, so. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, other than that, man, that train's still going. Uh, other than that, not much going on. Should we just... Are you excited for Sundance? Oh, I am, yeah. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, going with my sister, uh, so that should be a nice, and a nice just vacation, I'm ready to get 
the fuck out of here for a little while, you know? Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I guess we can talk about more stuff in just a little bit, but we can just jump into our review of Call Me By Our Name, and we should have a clip, so take a listen. You're not sick of me yet? No, I just, I just wanted to be with you. I'll, I'm gonna, I'll go. Do you know how happy I am that we slept together? I don't know. Of course you don't know. I don't want you to regret anything. And I hate the thought that maybe I may have messed you up. I don't want either of us to pay for this. No, I, it's not like I'm going to tell anyone. You're not going to be like in any trouble. That's not what I'm talking about. Are you happy I came here? Call Me By Your Name is directed by Luca, I'm not sure of his name, Luca Guda Nino, Gino, something like that. Glad I was here. Sorry for butchering it. <laughs> and it stars Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet uh, and Michael Stuhlberg. And the plot synopsis is in northern Italy in 1983, 17-year-old Elio brings a begins a relationship with with ooh, I'm butchering this with visiting Oliver his father's research assistant with whom he bonds over his emerging sexuality their Jewish heritage and the beguiling Italian landscape uh, so this one was a, a Sundance hit this past year which my, and my sister actually saw it there so no way that's yeah. so cool yeah so this one, like a lot of others we've been reviewing, have been getting a lot of buzz. And, of course, Chloe, you and Chloe were through the roof about the film even before it came out. Kind of like a, another Lady Bird situation. So, you can yeah. you can start off here. You're oh, our okay. guest. Um, yes, me and Chloe were very excited about it. She told me about it first, actually. Um, and... I think she just showed me the trailer, and she had already watched, like, all the trailers and all the clips. She was very, um, she was very excited. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we actually got, like, we got the posters for it at the Chelsea, and I had no idea what it was, and then she was like, oh, you have to, like, give me that poster, so I got it for her, and she, like, already has it. Like, she was already obsessed with it. And then, like, a couple weeks later, I became obsessed with it because we saw, um, Lady Bird mm -hmm. and Timothy Chalamet, obviously. He's mm -hmm. great. Um, <laughs> he's really good. And, um, and so, yeah. And then we, it came out this weekend, and, um, both of us had stuff to do Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Um, well, Friday and Saturday. And so we actually went to a different theater and saw it in the morning. Uh, and... It was worth it, honestly, because it was so good. And um, then I saw it again yesterday with you. So, two times in the opening weekend, and I'm not, I'm not ashamed. So, mm -hmm. no, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Well, what, what are your some of the highlights for you? Um, I don't. Uh, besides, like, besides, shout me. What? 
what draws you in. What? Yeah. Um, well, the story, like, the love story is just really sweet. Um, it's, it's honestly, it's just like a regular, I feel like a regular romance movie, but just an unconventional kind of, you know, romance movie. Um, I, the one thing that I do have to say is that, um, wait, are you allowed to, like, spoil stuff? Or uh, do you not? Uh, how, how big of a spoiler are we talking here? I was just gonna talk about how their relationship started, but... I mean, I'd, I'd say that's relatively early, I mean... Yeah. It's... We, we... I think everyone going to see it probably knows they get together and... Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. Like that, so, it's, so I guess I would just say the only criticism about it is the way that, um... That, like, you were supposed to know whenever Oliver was into Elio. And, like, yeah, like, that was kind of, like... Uh, I I don't I don't know how to say anything without spoiling it, but like, but like just the way that he kind of was like, oh yeah, that was the moment when never like you should have known that I was into you. Mm-hmm. It was kind of it was a little like no, like you would have had no idea, like you like anyone sure. could have, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you don't, and so um so I think that was the only thing that I didn't like was that um was that, and then also Chloe read the book. And she told me how the book ended, and how the book ended, I wish this would, how I wish that the movie would have ended, because the ending mm. to the movie, um, I felt like they just kind of were like, okay, let's wrap it up and finish the movie, because the ending was a little like, it was really sad, and like, I liked the ending, but I'm just saying I feel like the ending was a little rushed. See, I felt like the ending was way too long. You mean like, you mean the end end? Yes, like, oh, okay. like, like, yeah, the that, very, very end. I'll agree with that. I felt as though the third act was felt pretty extended. Because there's a, a, t- a point in time where they go off together, and it felt like the film was wrapping up. But then there's this, almost a whole other section. And so maybe it, 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 it made sense for the most part in terms of story, but the pacing felt, it would just cut. Like, it, it, I felt it should have ended after the speech Michael Stuhlbar gave to, to, to him... Uh, to Timothy Chalamet in the house. Then it fades to black, and it's kind of ambiguous as to how he may feel about Army Hammer and what the rela- relationship was. But then there's this uh, after life of it. But yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I did. I did enjoy the end. End. I, that was effective. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Um, and, like, the way that it actually ended, like, the very, very end, um, I mean, I guess that was kind of necessary, um, I mean, not really, like, you could have just, like, you could have just, like, like you were saying, you could have just, like, guessed what was happening, Mm -hmm. but, like, um, but, I mean, I also feel like, like, they put that ending in there, and it was a little bit predictable, like, whenever, like, the, well, don't say anything, but, like, (laughs) whenever, like, a certain thing happened, it was kind of, like, I was kind of like, oh, okay, like, obviously that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I really like the dad's speech. The dad's speech also, um, I feel like it was, like, very open. Like, you knew what he was saying, but there are still things that were, like, unsaid. Mm-hmm. So, like, it left you kind of wondering, like, what he meant. Right. Um, so I liked that. And then the mom was really good. I really liked the mom. She was, mm-hmm. she, I don't know who she is, but she was a very good actress. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know, it was really, like, beautifully shot, which, 
Um, I was talking to a few people, and they said that his last movie, A Bigger Splash, uh, the, well, whenever I say people, I mean Chloe. Chloe said that she liked the way that it was shot, but she didn't like the story. Um, but, like, this, this movie, because she read the book, like, that she knew that she would like the story, so then it was also beautifully shot, so then it was just, like, a overall good. Perf- perfect match. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> perfect, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I liked that, and, um, and... Yeah, I think that the way that they pace the movie, other than obviously how we were just t- saying the end, I think that the way that they pace the movie was good. Um, mm. I think I liked how I mean, they because they didn't get like right into it, but they like also didn't wait way too long to get into it. So because they like kind of like established like this whole like thing, like this whole like story and everything, and then they finally like jumped into it. Yeah, I mean I. I mean, I guess I haven't really said exactly... I mean, I I thought the movie was... I almost feel about how I did about A Bigger Splash. I It, it is well-directed, and it's, and it's good performances, and it's well-written, but I just couldn't... Aside from maybe the very last ten minutes, I really couldn't get invested in anyone. Really? Yeah. I, I, I was very... Uh, I felt very detached from everything. Even the relationship between them two. Aside from, I mean, there are a few moments. I mean, I, I, I see the the strength or the the charm at times and the connection, but just I I couldn't. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just a, a monster. Uh, couldn't get invested in 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 anything. I I just was very c- kind of glass eyed. I don't if that's a, a term, but. I was, I felt it was, it meandered f- far too long, out and uh, kind of re- repetitively, and I felt it. Again, I really was about to give it a higher ring than I will if it ended at that Stuhlbarg monologue, but I just felt it was a little. It really dragged at times for me and. I, I really like Army Hammer, and I'm just going to go ahead and apologize for this. And I'm sure if Chloe's listening, she's going to probably just scream her lungs out. But I, I'm not crazy about Chalamet. Okay. I mean, no, also... I, 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 don't, I don't think he's a, a, a talentless actor, or he's not good-looking. Nothing wrong with that, but I just find him to be a little... I don't find find him to be that charismatic. Especially compared to Army Hammer. Yeah, but that was the point. The point is that he's like, like, he's like, he doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know, like, what he's doing. But in terms of uh, an actor, a captivating performance. Not that I'm saying, I understand that the the character is somewhat withdrawn and uh, innocent and a little unsure of things, but I I just and also in, in Lady Bird, I think it makes more sense in that because he's this clearly a very moody or wannabe moody punk goth guy, whatever you want. To, I don't know what what do you call that type of character. Sam Megan's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> a little inside joke there. So, uh, <laughs> but I yeah I I like the direction I. And I, also one thing I will say, just because Chloe's not here, and 
I can get away with it, even though I'm sure she's listening. But I think she can be hip hypocritical a little bit in terms of styles. I guess we all can, but in terms of styles or subgenres that she will completely get wrapped up in, and then a similar film uh, like it that is slightly different or put in a different backdrop that she just loathes. I mean, for example, I, I can't understand why she, why she uh, loves this uh, just undeniably and then loathes something like Blue is the Warmest Color. Where... I mean, I can see why she, like... I mean, I mean I, I, if, if it's just not your cup of tea, that's fine, but they're both these European filmmakers taking these slightly Western styles that have this very meandering story... Uh, and it's about a kind of a young, innocent person getting wrapped up or obsessed with this older, mysterious person who be, can be kind of abrasive. And it's all about them talking about art and life and literature and, and everything. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. But also, like, Blue is the Warmest Color and Calling By Your Name, I can see, like, I mean, they are similar, but, like, Calling By Your Name, I feel like, has more of a story than, like, Blue is the Warmest Color. I feel like Blue is the Warmest Color, like, there is a story, but, like, I, I, I don't know. There's just, like, a lot of, like, I don't know. There's not, like, any, like, ups and downs. Like, it just, like, it, like, starts a story, and then it, like, goes up, and then it goes down, and then it's, it's done. Like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I mean, I've only seen it once, and it was, like, two years ago. But, I mean, I still, like... I think, but also, like, also, like, to be fair, like, I feel like, I don't know how to say this without sounding, like, whatever, but, no, like, I feel like me, like, watching, like, a gay relationship is, like, a lot more, like, I get more into it than, like, seeing, like, a lesbian relationship, only because, like, I don't know, like, that sounds, like, bad, but, I mean, no. whenever I'm watching, like, like, that, like, a movie like that, where it's, like, a passionate, like, movie like like I can only really get into it if it's like with like two like actors well one we both like like I know like Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet like I know both of them as like actors and I like them as actors the girls from Blue is the Warmest Color if it was honestly like two actresses that I knew like Carol like I loved Carol mm. and that was obviously like that was like they were in a gay relationship. Like, I love that movie. Mm -hmm. um, but Blue is the Warmest Color was just, like, it was two actresses that I don't think that, like, I really, like, knew. And, like, I, I can see why Chloe would obviously, like, not like it. But I feel... And she didn't... I mean, she didn't... I don't know how she felt. I don't think that she liked Carol. But, I mean, I, like... I feel like if you would compare, like, the two movies, like, yeah, they're... Um, Carol's not a European movie, but, like, I would compare, like, Carol and Call Me By Your Name, because, like, they're kind of, like, the same, like, thing, where, like, one of them is still in a straight relationship, mm -hmm. but then kind of, like, uh, like strays from that to, like, right. be with their lover or whatever. But, um, I mean, I know what you're saying, but I don't... I mean, I mean that's, I not, that's not a, a big issue at all. It was just something that came to mind. But, yeah. I mean, I, I did at times also... I mean, I don't know if... I hate even calling a film this, but especially because there are other films similar or at that same level of style that I love, but I found it to be somewhat pretentious at times. It's just all this, these just kind of rich white guys talking about why did you change a note 
in this famous piece of classical music. I know that there's humor there and and everything, but at times it just and and I didn't find anyone to be likable either. And I and that's one of the reasons which again isn't a necessarily a flaw across the board, but it's just it prohibited me from getting that into it for a good while. And I mean may I'll probably rewatch it and now that I know what it is, I may like it more, but I was a little, just found it a little stale, I guess, or a little too distant for me. I agree. I honestly, like, 100% believe that if it wasn't Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet, I don't think that we would have liked it as much, mm-hmm. like, um, but, like, because the story's, like, sweet or whatever, but honestly, if it wasn't Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet, like, I don't think that, like it would be, like, as enjoyable for us, like, because I feel like this could have been, like, a European movie, like, where it was, like, like, they only spoke, like, in Italian, like, Mm -hmm. and it was, like, obviously, like, it was, like, made, like, it wasn't made to be, like, an American movie, um, I, like, I could totally see that, and I don't think that I would ever watch it, but I do think that because it was, like, two actors that I really liked, um, that I was just, like, more invested in it, because the whole time, like, I really liked their relationship, like, it, I thought that it was really sweet, but then also, like, it was just, like, he was on screen, like, Timothy Chalamet was Mm -hmm. on screen, so it was kind of, like, okay, like, you know, (laughs) and so I do, like, I do think that some people that probably, like, didn't, also probably, people probably don't think about, like, like, people probably don't think that much, like, into it or whatever, but, um, but I do think that, like, people that, that, like, don't know either of them, like, and they're not, like, very big fans of them, they might not, like, enjoy it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like a lot of the people at the Chelsea that are going to see it that aren't, like, that weren't, like, fans of Lady Bird, like, I don't think that they would, like, in, like they're going to enjoy it that much. Like, everyone's mm-hmm. excited to see it, but I don't really think that they're going to enjoy it that much. Yeah. So. I mean, I, nothing against people who do like it. I mean, I, I did hear some audible sighs at times near the end, at least in our screen. I don't know if that's happened. I mean, I, I heard some criticisms of people just calling it way too slow, which I can see. Um, and at times I did would agree, but I mean, it's definitely, you, you need to have something to be really attached to, I think, to, or at least on first viewing. But, yeah, I mean, I can see some of the reasons why it's being praised so much. And also, sim- I mean, similar to a movie like Phantom Thread, there's just that undeniable uh, level of craft that even if you don't like the film, it's still really great to see a film that is so meticulously put together compared to all the Hollywood kind of garbage that comes out that's just very plain and feels just all about the money pretty much, which all these movies are, but it's still movies like this. You feel like every shot or every sequence is very well thought out, and which I also felt about Phantom Thread. Um, and so it's it's nice to see a film like this, even if you don't end up enjoying it that much. But yeah, this director ha- always has um, really good like like his cinematography is always really mm-hmm. well done. Like that's just what everyone says. But um. 
But yeah, I can see how people would think that it was drawn out. Um, but I also, I also do think that a big part of me really liking this movie is that I honestly did like their, like, their, uh, relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, not even because it was them, I just thought it was, like, a really, like, sweet, like, kind of, like, you know, like, love affair. Um, I don't know, like, I honestly, like, every time I watch it, like, I tear up, like, I don't know, just because it's, like, so sweet and, like... Mm -hmm. It might sound ridiculous, and some people probably don't think the same way, but, um, but I did think it was really sweet, and, like, um, how, like, they cared about each other, and all that stuff was really good, but, um, but, yeah, I can see how people wouldn't like it, or it wasn't their favorite, and I haven't, I haven't heard anyone say that they hated it. I've, I've heard people, it was, um, they either liked it or loved it, like, it wasn't like, I've heard a lot more people say that they liked it, like, they were like, oh, it was good, like, a lot of people that have come into the Chelsea, they've been like, it was good, like, they wouldn't see it again, and they don't regret seeing it, but they just, like, it was okay. Kind of indifferent to it, yeah. almost. Yeah. yeah, which is understandable, but, um, but yeah, I think that some people are a little biased when they see it, because Timothy, like, because... I think the thing about, like, Lady Bird coming out and then this coming out is that, like, he was in that, so then you, like, get a little taste of him, and mm -hmm. then you're like, I want to see more. I mean, not everyone, but obviously. <laughs> I want to see more. I mean, that's how, that's how me and Chloe were. We well, were, like, you get to see plenty more of him in I this. mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the teaser there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I know, because the whole time we were just, like, Timmy, all day, like, all day. He's in every, I mean, pretty much every shot, so... It was, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you take anything away from this, it's just that we loved Timothy Chalamet. That's why we <laughs> loved it, so. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the listeners have heard plenty from, from Chloe, so I think they're, they're well-versed yeah. in Timothy uh, Chalamet. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I think Braden should be here in a few minutes for to review the post, but I think, let me try to think of anything else. I mean, yeah, I I liked a bigger splash slightly more on the rewatch, but I I think even if I don't like this guy's movies, movies, I still wanna I'm still gonna see whatever he puts out just for the style of it. Yeah. And so it's worth it for that. Yeah. See, I think um, I think that Chloe liked Lady Bird more, um, and only because I only say. If she wouldn't have read the book, I think she would have liked it a little more. Because the whole time, it's not like a spoiler or anything, but like, but, um, or not the whole time. We, we actually, this was like one of the first movies we like didn't talk in. And it was very weird because we were both like so into it. Um, but she did read the book. And so after the movie, she was like, yeah, I liked it. But like, this wasn't in it or this wasn't in it or I was, you know. Oh, that's a kind of one of her frequent complaints yeah you know yeah it's just a, that's not a bad criticism no time, yeah not at all and i just i kind of like she loves reading like that's just she loves reading obviously and um i just kind of wish that she wouldn't have read it mm -hmm. because then i feel like she would have like i mean she really liked it like she's already said that she wants to see it again mm -hmm. like um but i just kind of wish that she wouldn't have seen it because uh then i feel like she would have liked it a little more mm -hmm. but it's okay. I mean, she still said that she really liked it, and, um, and, I mean, she still likes Lady Bird more, which is more important, so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah. So, overall, nine and a half out of ten. Well, we do five stars, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gave 
giving it a nine and a half out of five. Uh, a four and a half out of five. Okay. I'll... It's a little harsh, and we actually have a listener question about this later, but I'll go three, just because I was kind of kind of bored, but I definitely didn't hate it. Uh, but, yeah, so should we just drag this out until Brain gets here, or should we stop recording for the time being? Probably stop recording. I okay. don't have much else to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just keep talking about Timothy Chalmay. That's true. Oh, Brayden's here. Well, Perfect. Uh, yeah. Perfect well, timing. We only had talk for like 20 minutes extra, so. Alright, well, let's get into our review of. What? The Post. The Post. Uh, and we've got a clip, and Braden will be here when we get back. So take a listen. So, can I ask you a hypothetical question? Oh, dear, I don't like hypothetical questions. Well, I don't think you're going to like the real one either. Do you have the papers? Not yet. Oh gosh, oh gosh, because you know the, the uh, position that would put me in. You know, we have language in the prospectus. That yeah, I know, I know that which, the bankers can change their mind, That's, and I know what is at stake. You know, the only couple I knew that both Kennedy and LBJ wanted to socialize with was you and your husband, and you owned the damn paper. So that's the way things worked. Politicians and the press, they trusted each other so they could go to the same dinner party and drink cocktails and tell jokes while there was a war raging in Vietnam. I don't know what we're talking about. I, I'm not protecting Lou. No, you got his former Secretary of Defense, Robert McNamara, the man who commissioned this study. He's I'm wanted about a dozen party him. guests out on your any of them. I'm protecting the paper. All right, so uh, Braden is here with us. Braden, thanks for coming. Hello, yeah, sorry, I'm a little late than expected. Everything scheduling has been totally thrown out of whack by the by the brief snowstorm we had last week, mm-hmm. which we're now having, I guess, our January thaw. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, so for listeners who have probably maybe realized it, but we've had two weeks this month, we've had the days we were going to record, and we get a huge snowstorm that mm. day, and so... That's really been the only reason for the the delays, but anyways, so the post is directed by Steven Spielberg, stars Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks, Sarah Paulson, Bob Odenkirk, Allison Brie, Jesse Plemons. That's about it, I guess. And David Cross is in it as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> Should have yeah. said it. Man. <laughs> it's it's a star-studded cast. Yeah. Oh yeah, Brandon, We were uh, talking about this earlier. Do you listen to this? No. Okay. I'm I'm here. I feel I feel as though I should, but considering I take part in it, having to listen to my horrible nasally voice. No, it's. I'd it's, rather not. We're so. just curious. Uh, and, or anyways, so the IMDb plot synopsis is a cover-up that spanned four U.S. presidents, pushed the country's first female newspaper publisher and a hard-driving editor to join an unprecedented battle between the press and the government. So, uh, Brayden, you can you can start off since you just got here, so. Um, I mean, I don't know where to start with that. I mean, obviously the acting was superlative. I mean, all around. And I was, you know, Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks, um, 
I've got to say, I'm, I'm, my opinion uh, on both Spielberg and Tom Hanks is changing. I think I think a lot of the stuff that the two of them have done in the past five to ten years has been uh, considerably better than a lot of the things that they did in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Although I will say, huge fan of Big. liked Big a lot. But, <laughs> um, but um, you know, Saving Private Ryan, Bridge of Spies particularly, I think that was absolutely spectacular. And I think a lot of that, of course, owes to the script by the Coen brothers right who are always spectacular screenwriters mm-hmm. um unless George Clooney gets his hands on it right but, uh <laughs> it's um this was I think an, a, a a very good dramatization of the events leading up to that and, and I think uh the acting the way it was shot the direction, for the most part, was was great. What really sort of irked me, though, is that Spielberg uh, refuses to leave some behind some of the sort of manipulative things that he did earlier in his career, mm-hmm. namely using swelling orchestral arrangements, music, in order to, to to manipulate your emotions, heighten the drama, heighten the anxiety, things like that, mm-hmm. um, and he did the same sort of thing with the feminist uh, themes in the film, which you have Meryl Streep, you know, she's walking into a boardroom or she's walking into a, uh, a courtroom and it's just all women standing out front, you know, stenographers and, this, and, and, and secretaries and assistants. And then when she's walking out of the, uh, the courtroom at the end of the film, and it's just she's, she's doing this sort of like victory lap in front of all these young women. And... We don't need. We get. We get the point. I mean, it's. It's. I mean, that was one of the mo- most interesting parts of the film is seeing Meryl Streep, who's sort of torn between you know, nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies, perceptions of women, and uh, social mores about women and their role in society, and then her realization of her role uh, as an intelligent woman in charge of a company and not mm-hmm. just a, a huge press. Uh, Institution, you know, the Washington Post, mm-hmm. and so it just seemed again a bit manipulative. You don't need all these manipulative sort of little things that Spielberg does. You know, with Meryl Streep walking in front of all the women. I get, I get the feminist subtext, and it doesn't. You don't have to smash me over the head with it, mm-hmm. and you don't have to uh, when they're having the, the the dramatic scenes about arguments over free press and should we take this to the press and what's going to happen and in you know injunction this and. Nix and that, and you know, I don't need the swelling music be- behind it. The script, the acting, that's enough to carry it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just some of those little directorial things, which I don't think they were nearly as present in Bridge of Spies. I should go back and rewatch that, but I don't think they were nearly as present in Bridge of Spies. Mm-hmm. And so this one, um, overall, showed a lot of the strength of his direction in terms of, of how things are shot. What he act, what he asks of his actors, uh, but just like stay away from that manipulative stuff you did back in the eighties and nineties with all the swelling music and all the the super stage shots. Yeah, don't need that. Mm-hmm. The film, the film, the acting, the ideas carry enough weight on their own without having to really, you know, smash them. You know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Well, I mean, so I mean, Spielberg is probably my second favorite director, I think, and so I'm always, even when it's not great Spielberg, I always want to see it 
And so the trailers didn't do much for me, and I liked it as about as much as I figured. I, I wasn't really crazy about it. I found it to be... I like Meryl Streep, and I usually mm-hmm. really like Tom Hanks, but I found his accent to be very off. A lot, like, it's just kind of... Like, first it'd be kind of gravelly, and then it would be very... Sound almost over-the-top northern, and so I found that at times to be kind of distracting. Then I also just found the film to be very kind of generic. Just beat to beat, not much... Almost trying too desperate, desperately to be timely, mm-hmm. and I know the production was rushed a little bit so they could get it out. Yeah. This and Spielberg even said, "I want to have it out now. There's no other time that it should be out." Which yeah. I, I can and appreciate, but I just found it to be pretty dull. I, I like Meryl Streep in it, but I just found it to be pretty goofy and not nearly as resonating as or resonant as I hoped it would be. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I didn't hate it, but I, and I actually found, as opposed to a lot of his movies, I actually found the direction kind of distracting. Really? Yeah, so I mean, there's the the kinds of Spielberg where, there's the BFG Spielberg where cameras roaming around, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's a lot of CG or Adventures of 1010, you know, mm-hmm. swirling cameras. Then there's the reserve Spielberg like Lincoln or Bridge of Spies where there's the very stationary and just right. slow zooms. And I found, like, he still kind of had that BFG taste in his mouth. And he was just like... Because there, there were just scenes where they'd be in an office and the camera's swirling around or, like, zooming in very quickly. Um, or there's a scene where Meryl Streep is talking on the phone mm-hmm. and the camera is twirling around her head from the uh, ceiling. Mm-hmm. And just stuff like that was kind of... I found it to be pretty unnecessary and a little silly, but... Yeah, it it wasn't wasn't my favorite. I mean, I wasn't expecting to love it, but I I'm hoping Ready Player One is better. But I don't can't. I don't can't know. Tell it's yet. gonna be difficult because it's such a different genre of film. Yeah, Chloe uh, D- or not Chloe Kira. Uh, <laughs> are you, uh, happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have you seen the Ready Player One trailer? No. Oh, okay. Well, it's. It's a lot of CG. It's a lot of CG. It's and a lot so, of CG. Which, I mean, I really like the BFG, and I really did like Bridge of Spies, but, and even comparing Bridge of Spies, I did found that to be much more thoughtful and... Well, I mean, quick, quick, quick retro review, Bridge of Spies, I absolutely thought that was spectacular. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have given that 4.5, maybe even 5. Yeah. Um, this one, again, is some of the directorial choices. I didn't find the camera work quite as distracting as you did. Um, maybe because it was the same sort of, it was that essentially the same small cadre of people from one scene to the next. Mm -hmm. Um, plus it could be just pure subjective bias. I mean, I find, I find this era in history in this particular, um, uh, episode of history to be to be absolutely fascinating mm-hmm. and there are a lot of themes wrapped up in it and i knew about the, the free press issues and so forth with the pentagon papers i hadn't realized uh the feminist aspect of it with mm-hmm. Catherine graham and her role in the whole thing and, and yeah. seeing that i thought was really fascinating so yeah i can see it is is a bit a bit on the nose in terms of spielberg wanting wanting it to get out right now i mean 
anybody who's aware of the news can can see the parallels, can see yeah. the corollaries between what Spielberg did and what's going on currently. But mm-hmm. um, I don't think that necessarily diminishes the message of the film because he he perhaps rushed it a bit. And, yeah. Um, I don't know. I I I. I it was just the little things, the little things about uh, manipulating the audience emotions, perceptions that, that really bothered me more than anything else. And again, I've never been a huge Meryl Streep fan, I've never been a huge Tom Hanks fan, but, but I mean, they, they are consistently good actors, performers. Mm-hmm. And I thought the performances in this were, were, were pretty good. Um, the accent, I don't know, I'd have to go back and rewatch it again. I mean, it's not like the Boston accent that he did in Captain Phillips, mm-hmm. which was not bad, but it sort of it, it it at times seemed to fade in and out. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't notice that kind of thing quite as much with this, perhaps because it wasn't quite as heavy of an accent, sort of the, the ultra blue collar Boston. I don't know, Southie, Northie. I always forget Southie. I think. Yeah. Uh, accent, but. Uh, Um, I mean, other than the things that, that I mentioned aside, you know, this little manipulative, I thought, I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the script was good. I thought the performances were good. Honestly, I was more excited to see a lot of the, the smaller actors. Uh, Sarah Paulson, Alison Brie, um, uh, Bob Odenkirk. Uh, so that was... Yeah. You know. Well, uh, Kira, are you, are you much of a Spielberg fan or no? Or do you like this type of film? Or um, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't very like sold on seeing it, but I honestly will probably go see it now because I was just listening to what Braden was saying, and like mm. it doesn't like I don't. Well, I I wanted to see it because the same reason because of the smaller actors that were in it. Yeah. Um, because I really like Sarah Paulson. Yeah, she's um, awesome. I do too. Yeah, I love her. So <laughs> I kind of wanted to see it for that reason. Um. I don't really know what Spielberg movies like I've seen that I love. I really like E.T., I guess. Um, but actually, the funny thing is, the whole accent thing with Tom Hanks, that is like an actual, like, th- like in a lot of his movies, his accents are always, like, very, like, big or, like, off. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, like, one of the reasons that I was kind of a little, like, I don't really like Tom Hanks, so that's why I kind of didn't want to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... But, I don't know, maybe maybe I'll like this, so, mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah, but and it's just funny, because Tom Hanks, his accents are always, like, a little funny. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, it, for some reason, it's always Spielberg's sort of big budget, like, Ready Player One, right? Mm-hmm. And I've never been an E.T. fan. I saw it when I was a kid, and I kind of went, eh, you know. Yeah. Uh, everybody's, oh, E.T. touched me, it's Spielberg, best Brain. ever. Brain was a dark child. I know, it wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't a dark child. It's just I don't know, sort of a plasticine rubberized puppet with a stretchy neck and a glowing finger, and it just I don't know. It just it just sort of struck me as hokey. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I should see Jaws one of these days. Jaws is so good. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I really should see that. It's but, not um, I guess I also just don't know what movies like he like a well, lot of movies he's made. Do you like uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind is quite good. Yeah. Do you I've like Saving Private Ryan? Never seen it. Oh, it's good. It's rough. If you can get past the first 15 minutes when it's the uh, storming of Normandy, yeah. the rest of the film is... It's really good. There's some other... like war movies, so... Yeah. 
Well, then that may not be the best for you. That may not be the um, best for you. Well, I mean, there's Munich. Very underrated. Munich is spectacular. Yeah, uh, Eric Bana is outstanding. Yeah. That. Oh, it's it's awesome. It's mm -hmm. about um, the, 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 the assassination of, of Israeli Olympic team members back in, when was that, 1960? Late 70s, maybe? Late 70s? Yeah, something like that, yeah. And then Israel, who is it, Mossad? Yeah. Uh, sanctions hits against the, 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 the assassins. I forget who they were affiliated with. Uh, but sanctions assassinations of the people who had killed the Israeli Olympic team members. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like a kind of cat and mouse yeah. uh, espionage. It's very, yeah, it's very sort of cloak and daggery type stuff. Air uh, Ban is in it, and he's outstanding. And Daniel Craig? Yeah, oh, Daniel Craig's in it as well. Craig, yeah. yeah, he's really good, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and then you see Adventures of Tintin. He did that a few years ago. Really like that. Oh, I like that. I've he only did seen the BFG. War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. That was actually oh, pretty good. Yeah, with Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah I actually yeah. love that movie. Yeah. I've seen it a few times. Mm -hmm. Dakota Fanning. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, he's done, he's he's, done he's some done, really good stuff. And that's one of the reasons I like him is even if not everything is a masterpiece, he just keeps on putting new stuff out. Yeah. You know? So. But, yeah, I mean, this is um, definitely one of my my lesser or at least favorites of his recently. So well, I I, I appreciate the historical dramatizations that he does. I, I do too. Um, for the, I mean, I I mean, Bridge of Spies I thought was spectacular, and and Saving Private Ryan was the first film that really sort of flipped flipped my trajectory with Spielberg, mm -hmm. rather than just kind of being indifferent to him. I, I actually started sort of taking an interest in his films. Yeah. Is he still my top ten list of directors? Probably not, but. But I appreciate um, some of his films considerably more than I, you know, I actually, if, if a Spielberg film comes out, I may actually look at the poster, watch a trailer, consider, you know, going to see that in a theater rather than just kind of dismissing it. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, I mean, he's done some, he's done some very good stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, I appreciate him, I think, more as a filmmaker now than I used to. And, and a lot of that is because of the historical dramatizations that he does. Because... Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, it, one big issue I had with this, because so everyone knows what's going to happen at the end, and so <coughs> you need to find ways of making it interesting. And I found there to be almost no suspense, no, not much weighty drama at all. And so I just couldn't. I was just hoping for something uh, uh, heavy or weighty to happen, and mm -hmm. it never really did until maybe the very end. Well, I mean, that's but, that's the oh, difficulty with films one, like this, as you know. One brutal thing is the Nixon voiceover near the end. Mm -hmm. So you see him, once the papers are out, you see Nixon in his, uh, in the Oval through Office. The, yeah, through the windows of the Oval Office. Of, yeah, and he's uh, on the phone, and he's kind of doing his Nixon, you know, almost like Trump-esque, mm -hmm. you know, pointing at the fingers, you know. And the, the voice of what he's saying to... His body motions is so off, yeah, like, and like will be like, and the the you know, and it just it looks so goofy. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't see how Spielberg could like, oh, that looks good, you know. It's just no, let's go with it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe I mean, but again, it was rushed, so maybe it wasn't entirely his fault. But that was not that was not my favorite scene. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, that's about it. So not not a, not a turning wreck, but. 
pretty middle of the road for me. So I thought it was slightly better than I thought it was good. I'll just say it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, was it outstanding? No, Bridge of Spies was outstanding. Saving Private Ryan was outstanding. Um, but it was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. Uh, again, I think some of the directorial choices he made kept it from being great. Mm-hmm. But, but oh well. Yeah, I give it. I give it a four. I'll go two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. Man, that's even more brutal than I thought. I was yeah. expecting three, three and a half. Yeah, I, I started out at a three when I was leaving the theater, but since I've uh, left it hmm. like a week and a half ago or so. Huh. Um, but yeah, so not could be a three, but I'll I'll call me by her name is a three. You know, that's that has a leg up on on the post for sure. Um, but yeah, so. Those are our reviews, and sorry again for how how we had to structure it. You know, some people saw some stuff, others didn't. So, but can I say one other thing that I forgot to say in the Kai by Your Name review that I thought okay. was funny? I'll, I'll edit around this. Okay. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, because you're talking about Timothy, and like the funny thing is, whenever we came out of theater, you're like, has he ever done a push up in his life? Yeah. Was that like whenever you were watching the movie, were you like judging him for that? No, I was just, I was just, like... He is a scrawny dude. Yeah, but I was, I was telling Henry, is like, that's like, he's like a 17-year-old, like, like, as I we call, kn- like... I didn't look like that when I was 17. Of course, well, I played sports year-round, but... Yeah, and like, and well, he was like in, like, like, whatever, but like, also like, this is not a derogatory term, but like, well, maybe, I don't know, like, they say like, twink, like, that's like a very, like, small, like gay person and like maybe that's what they were going for Which, oh, oh, I don't disagree with that it just oh, at times I was just like I mean cause he has defined abs but it's his almost upper body was slightly yeah it just felt almost too thin I mean he did you could see his ribs I agree it was a little like whatever but. Um, I mean not that it was you know horrifying or anything it was just a little cause, I, mean, I guess cause he has his shirt off so often that I just couldn't help but kind of notice it, but... Yeah. Well, <laughs> one, yeah. one star for that. <laughs> yeah, no, one star uh, for the movie. But yeah, so... Eat a sandwich. Yeah, if, if you go see Call Me By Our Name, Do let us... Push-ups. Yeah, <laughs> let us know how you feel about Chalamet's chest. Yeah. So. Army Hammer's legs are also very skinny, which is weird, because he has a big upper body. Mm. But, anyways. We already did the Call Me By Our Name review, oh, well. so... Things to think about. Yeah. Let's just talk about it for 30 more <laughs> yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even Brayden hasn't seen it, but... Yeah. I haven't seen it. I, I feel as though I should, but I read the review yesterday, and it, it so put me off. Really? Yeah. So you shouldn't read the review. Or read the synopsis, I should say, and it so put me oh. off. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you'd like it. I was telling Henry, I don't think that I don't think that a lot of people... I think that because everyone saw Phantom Thread first, mm-hmm. before they saw Call Me By Your Name, I don't think that... People that like work there, like I don't think that like Sa- like Marco liked it, but I don't think that like Sam or Cooper are gonna like it. Also, well, you haven't seen it yet, but like yeah. Sam and Cooper are talking about going together. Hmm. That's gonna be a little like awkward. <laughs> yeah, because I don't even because well, because even Marco like Marco went to the bathroom in the middle of the movie, and when he when he came back, he sat in a completely different seat because I don't think that he wanted to sit next to his sister anymore. Huh. So like. <laughs> Yeah. Like, he sat, like, right behind her rather than next to her, so... Huh. I thought this was about young gay men waking up to their sexuality rather than... Who knows? Incestuous brothers. Well, it is, but... Twist. Twists and turns. People Twist feel turns. awkward, I guess, at every sexual thing, so... Yeah. Who uh, knows? I mean, yeah, I mean, it just depends on who you're with, but... Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So. And All right. Is? Well, oh yeah, actually, Chloe, she sent me a message about uh, her her ratings. Mm. So let me pull this up real quick. I know she's seen Call Me By Your Name. Has she seen the post? Yes, I oh, saw. Okay. I saw it with her. Oh, you saw it with her. Okay. Uh, she uh, she says, "P.S. I gave I give the post a disgruntled shrug, and Call Me By Your Name a forced grin, but uh, a hundred thirty six thousand nine hundred stars for acting." Okay. <laughs> because of Timothy and Army. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's probably her highest. Well, uh, Timothy Chalamet. Yet. I don't know him for much except Lady Bird, where he played an absolutely despicable, pretentious little snot. Sam Higgins. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Sam is that bad. I don't sit around being I mean, like he's so not realistic. A, I mean, he's not a jerk, but the things that he was like, like Sam's not a jerk, but the things that him and Timothy were saying in the movie, it was uh, a little similar. Okay. But anyways. Anyways, I thought that was funny, but... Uh, drop by the Chelsea Theater if you're in the local area, and just... Uh, you'll see all these people we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, see for yourself. He was in a movie called Miss Stevens. Timothy Chalamet? Yeah. I haven't seen that. It, um, it has uh, Louis oh, Rabe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I know the way it's, it's the, the drama teacher, and she goes on the road with a young student. Yeah. And, and that's Timothy Chalamet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's in it. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's I not my to, favorite. Yeah, I wanted to see that. I uh, my fiance saw that and she 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 liked it. Yeah, uh, we were. She didn't me, think it was spectacular, but she liked it. Yeah, me and Mary were talking about it because uh, because Timothy Chalamet was in uh, Lady Bird, and we were talking mm. about him. And then she said that I guess it was it at the Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah we played Miss yeah. Stevens. Yeah, yeah. So that was what a year and a half, two years ago, maybe. Yeah, two years ago, and Lily Rabe. Uh, is an American Horror Story along yes. with Sarah Paulson, Sarah and that's Paulson, how I like right. both of them, yeah. Hmm. yeah. I, I watched season three, I think, Coven, I saw that on, Yeah. it has just one of the most awesome scenes ever, mm-hmm. do you know what scene I'm talking about? Wait, no? what episode? Might have been four or five. I don't You know. don't remember it? I don't think oh, so. Oh, it's, it's like classic horror scenes, it's, she's, she's there in the lawn with a chainsaw hacking up zombies. Yes, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The last time that I saw Coven was whenever it was on the air. Yeah. So it was a while ago. Yeah. But my... That was a classic scene. I thought, I thought some of the things that they did in that were really awesome though. Like, uh, Gabor Sidibe's character goes to hell and hell for her is working a service industry job at a fast food chicken joint. Yeah. Oh my God. That's that is so, hell. I, yeah. That is absolutely hell. Yeah. She, uh, she's good. I really I really like her. Um, she's also in Empire. Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. I want to because uh, Taraji Henson's in that. Mm-hmm. And I love her a lot. I uh, do too. She was so yeah. good in Hustle and Flow. Yeah. Mm. Have I really want to see Proud Mary just because of her. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I kind of want to see that too. Plus, yeah. Uh, you know, you don't get you don't get a lot of really awesome sort of throwback black exploitation films much these days. Yeah, like I just think it's cool because one, she it's her, but then also she's like a black woman and she's like right. in like a it's like a movie just about her, but she's also in like kind of like she's in power, like she's like right. it's like, exactly. You know, yeah. So well, I mean, I uh, that's why that's why one of my favorite Tarantino films is still Jackie Brown. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Pam Greer. Yeah. She's yeah. so good. Yeah, she's, she's so, so good. awesome. Yeah. So, uh... See, I will say, I don't really... I'm not, like, like Quentin Tarantino, like... I like his movies, but, like, 
him. Like, I just, like... Oh, he's weird. He's, he's really yeah, weird. He's and, like, very off-putting. In interviews, yeah, it's just kind of, like... But I do like him because he does put females in, like, lead roles a lot of the time. Well, that's, that's the interesting thing about it is he's very challenging in terms of stuff with regard to uh, gender, uh, somewhat sexuality. I think he touches on that somewhat in Pulp Fiction and... Uh, race. Race, particularly race. And he's just he's just very no holds barred about that, and um, he really throws it in your face and makes you question some of these things. Ethnicity as well. I mean, Glorious Bastards, and obviously, you know, the Nazi Third Reich and the persecution of Jews, and mm-hmm. um, although Jew, Jew, Jewishness is not necessarily an ethnicity, I don't know what you religion. I don't know. Um, Chloe's Chloe's furious. She's yeah, the whole time. <laughs> no, yeah, and I mean, like, Django Unchained, like... Right. Uh, yeah, and, um, but yeah, like, he... I like a lot of his movies, like, like you were saying, like, a lot of his movies touch on, like, very sensitive things, like, things that, like, a lot of people are scared to talk about, and, like, he, like, goes there, and he kind of, like, addresses it, and, like, he kind of, like, I don't know, like, he puts, like, he puts people that, like, in Django Unchained, how, like, Jamie Foxx, like, he was a slave, and then he... Mm-hmm. He turned on, like, he, like, you know, he ruined, like, the people that were, like, hurting him or whatever. And then, like, in Kill Bill, like, she's a woman. She, it's two movies, like, it's over right. two movies. She's destroying everyone that whatever. Right. Um, so I do, like, I do admire him for that. And a lot of his movies, like, they're well done. The only one that I have to say that I wasn't a very big fan of is Hateful Eight. Um, I liked everyone in it, but it just seemed like for the first hour of the movie, they were just talking. And yeah. then finally, in the last thirty minutes, stuff actually happened. Well, uh, I mean, I, I I know some people. <coughs> the hateful eight would be, I liked it, but it would be probably towards the middle or the bottom of his movies. For me, I, I mean, I love westerns for one thing. Yeah. Um, but I found it took a really long time to get to a point that was not that interesting. Mm-hmm. It was just you know, in every Tarantino movie, there's going to be a blowout scene where. Every, People start dying left and right, right, blah, blah, blah. And it's basically just that. Their characters aren't that interesting aside from maybe, what's the woman? The yeah. actress? Oh, Jennifer Jason Jennifer Lee. Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah. And then I like Walton Goggins in it. But everyone else is not nearly as memorable as a lot of other characters. Jane Tatum was in it. Yeah. But, oh, oh yeah. It's good. Yeah. I, I mean, I, like, everyone is good in it, but just in terms of. No one's like DiCaprio and Django or Brad Pitt. You know, there's not those really iconic right. moments, you know? And so I do, I do agree. It took a lot, a lot of time for suspense to build. And it would also... It built to things that were not always that interesting. And oh. also the humor also I found to be pretty a little flat, lackluster. A little, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it wasn't my favorite film. It's a slow burn... But the thing is, a slow burn is fine, but it's a slow burn, a slow burn, a slow burn, mm-hmm. a slow burn, a slow burn. It doesn't, it's not a slow burn to some sort of crescendo. And I'm not even talking about, you know, gunfighter, the okay, corral type crescendo. I'm talking about, you know, everybody having out. It just, I don't know. It yeah. just, it, it takes, it meanders a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, my two favorite films by him are uh, Reservoir Dogs because of the script mm-hmm. and the acting. Uh, Harvey Keitel, Steve Buscemi, um, I think, uh, who's the fellow that was in Kill Bill Volume 2, the brother? I think he was in it as well. 
Um, isn't his name Michael, Michael something? Michael Mad 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 Mad. It Mad- starts with an M. Michael Madsen. No. It's not Michael Madsen, but it's something like anyhow. I know, I know who you're talking. He's about. he's in Reservoir Dogs. I'm pretty sure it's been a while since I've seen it, but I love the script. I mean, mm-hmm. the acting is also outstanding, but the script is just so so punchy and so clever. Um, and then Jackie Brown is is you know those are my two favorite films, and Jackie Brown in part because of the acting, a lot of it because of Pam Greer, but I appreciate it because it's story-driven rather than, you know, it doesn't have his usual over-the-top sort of violence and that kind of thing. It's just, it's who's double-crossing whom, and and it's it's really sort of old-school noirish kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really good story. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's... You like his old... So you like his older... I like his uh, older I'm stuff. And Glorious Bastards, I thought, was more of a return to form for him. But Django was not bad, but not great. And Hateful Eight was not bad, but not great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's Inglorious Bastards by far, and then probably Kill Bill Volume 2, actually. I did like Kill Bill Volume 2. That's my two. favorite one, yeah. Really? And then, because mm-hmm. I actually love Django. So, mm-hmm. I, but I mean, a lot of that is because I think of some of the, someone like DiCaprio and... <coughs> Christoph Waltz. Yeah. Yeah, see, Christoph Waltz and Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is just he like... He nailed it. He's, he's so he's, good. He's, he's really good. good. He's, he's really, really good. good. And I usually One don't my... like him that much, but I did really like him in that. Well, yeah. you've seen Collateral, obviously, right? He's And that's the other one I like. Oh, other he's than, so good yeah. in that. Yeah. He's so good in that. Yeah, I think that people always, like, kind of overlook him. And he has done silly movies. Like, he was in Horrible Bosses. Yeah. He was in um, the like new Spider-Man. <laughs> Yeah, like like people just like think that he was like oh. a rap like a rapper like overlooking, but he's like so good. Like Django and Chain, like he made me like oh, cry a, like when I saw it. He's an actual trained musician. I think he went to Juilliard or Berkeley or something. Oh yeah. really? Yeah, if you watch uh I know he was in Ray. The Robert De Niro or not De Niro, uh Robert Downey Jr. movie, the cello. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that one. I do like I don't Ray. I don't think he played that, but in Ray, he actually played. Oh, really? The music. I do like that movie. That movie's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, he's good in that, and um, Collateral, he's awesome. And I mean, Baby Driver, he was fun to watch. Baby Driver. Oh, I forgot I mean, he was not, in Baby Driver. Yeah, that's not that's not a performance that's going to win him any Oscars, but but it was fun to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. like like I think like he was like right for the role. Yeah, like, he was right was for good. the role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and he's also he kind of a little bit reminds me of um, Sam Rockwell because mm-hmm. he can be like thrown into something and he like. He's, he's, like, a character actor. Right. And, yeah, um, yeah so, because, you know, like, anything, he can do good, bad, whatever. Like, he's mm, good, right. just like Sam Rockwell. Like, he can be good or bad, and he's still, like, a good actor. Yeah, he can right. do it all. He's got the full range of... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But, okay, well, uh, I guess, uh, talking to Tarantino, there's been some news about his, his film, DiCaprio's been cast. Is this the Star Trek? The, the film? Charlie Charlie Manson. Charlie, oh, he's doing Charlie. And, Manson and so, film. and apparently that is going to be a very s- just small backdrop. That's not going to be the main part of the film, which is a good thing, I think. Yeah. Um, but then I think Tom Cruise is being in talks to maybe star, but DiCaprio's officially on. What's I wonder what the film is actually going to be about then. I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure if there's a synopsis yet, but. Um, I know there are some big names going there, so that'll be interesting. But yeah, mm, we'll see. Yeah. You know, uh, and I guess he may still direct Star Trek, but 
I find that unlikely. <laughs> that'd be a little... I feel like that'd be weird. Yeah, because he's not going to write it. And so I, I feel... I, that's one of the, the best things about him is his writing. And so I feel like it would yeah. be a little lackluster without that at times. Well, but. I don't... I, I don't know if, if his writing would necessarily fit a Star Trek. No. Because I think they still want to keep the franchise at least somewhat family-friendly. Yeah. And going with Tarantino, either as director or as writer, or even worse, as both. Mm-hmm. Which is not to say that he's, he's a bad writer or a bad director. He's not. He, he can do both very solidly, but not not in the vein of sort of the family-friendly thing that they want to do with Star Trek. Yeah. I mean, that... So they want to keep it at least relatively PG-13 territory. Yeah, but I mean, his writing style, especially with the dialogue, is is if Aaron Sorkin wrote Batman, it would just be conversations in yeah. one room for... Yeah. Know, which, I would watch that. You know, Aaron Sorkin's yeah. dialogue is great, but... Or Tarantino, but it would, wouldn't fit it as a film. It wouldn't fit it, yeah. So... Yeah. But, I don't know. Could Could happen, so... More Simon Pegg. Yeah. Yeah, more Simon please. Pegg. Please. More, more Pegg. More Pegg. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I guess that's, well, we didn't really have much news, but I guess that's your little bit of news, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, so I guess we can just move on to some mail. We got a couple uh, messages this week. So, unless y'all want to mention anything else about... No, I mean, are we news? doing a, a discussion of upcoming upcoming films at all? Such as, uh... I don't know, I, I heard something about a Friends movie coming up. Oh, oh I haven't heard heck? that. You haven't heard oh. that? Yeah, Friends the TV series, I've got a movie. Ugh, I don't know whether... The TV show wasn't even that good. Yeah, well, People it's read. hugely popular. It is massively popular in China right now. Huh. Really? Yeah. That's... They have uh, cafes, they have Friends-themed cafes and coffee houses. My and they just God. play Friends back to back to back to back to back to back, See, to back I on mean, multiple TVs. That's crazy. See, Friends, I mean, it's good, <laughs> but I mean, it's not like that funny. Really? And also, it wasn't even made in New York. It was made no. on a soundstage in California. Yeah, in California. So it kind of like defeats the purpose of having a show about New York. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't uh, know. Well, the, the trailer for that movie, 1945... Was in calling by your name. It actually looks good. See, I yeah. I think differently. I think it looks very pretentious. Really? Yeah. Forty-five. This it's black and white. Another black and white World War Two film that's just so serious, so and uh, so kind of stark and. But it's very dramatic. Like, oh, I agree. Like you I can agree. tell. Like there's like there's like uh. I mean, this doesn't give anything away, obviously, but like. It, and I don't know how many theaters it's going to be playing in, but it um it has, like, you can tell there's already a murder, there's, like, a yeah. fair. Like, it seems like, what I, and I guess I'm trying to get myself, because Gemma wants to see it. Uh, and so I, I, I told Gemma that, like, if, like, when we get it, I'll I figure see it. it. Yeah, so, um, but, I mean, it actually doesn't look as bad as I thought that it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And then what was the other trailer that was in there? Uh, Square. Oh, oh, yeah, the square. square. I've I'm seen super the... excited about that. I am, too. We have it. Like, when are we... I mean, I, I know... <laughs> We've had it for a while. Actually. Yeah. Well, I was talking to your... I guess your... I mean, you probably know, but, I mean, I was talking to Mr. Stone, and he was saying that we have to wait till all the other movies, like, kind well, of die down, but... that's the problem, is the square being a foreign language film, and from a smaller distributor, uh... We can hold that for a bit, and they'll just be happy that, that a theater plays it. Yeah. Um, which is a sad state 
films when, when this kind of thing goes on in, in the, the theater industry when this kind of thing goes on. But when you have films like The Post, Lady Bird, uh, Shape of Water, uh, Molly's Game that are big name uh, writers, big name studios, big name directors, uh, big name actors, you kind of have to... Uh, you kind of have to capitulate to the, the, the distributors in those in those cases. Yeah. And if they say, we want it out right now, and you have to play it at least two weeks, and yada, 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 um, you, have to, you have to do what they say. You have to play nice with them. You have to play ball with them. Otherwise, they won't give you films in the future. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, that it was... That sucks, because the square... The people that in it are good. Yeah. Like, I don't like Elizabeth Moss, but um, the guy that plays like Chris Bong. Yeah, 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 he's good. Like he's really good. Um, I I was gonna. Uh, how long are we having Calling by Your Name? Are we having it another week? Probably another week. Um, it's not doing spectacular, but it's not doing poorly. It's doing decent. Yeah. Um, so. I was hoping that we would at least. Are we gonna have it? Until next Thursday, or until this Thursday? I don't, at least until this Thursday, probably probably through next week as well. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, obviously the Post and uh, Phantom Thread we're going to be keeping for a while. Yeah, for sure, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, well, there's, just on Collider.com, there's a couple new Wrinkle in Time trailer. Anyone looking oh, forward to that? No, oh, I haven't no. seen that. No. Kind of, I mean, even DuVernay, I, I, I love decide. her. There's some really goofy stuff in... I hate tr- Oprah. Yeah, I like, I like Ava DuVernay, but I'm not... I don't know, Wrinkle in Time? It seems strange to me that she would... And it's a, it's a shame yeah. how Mindy Kaling looks in it. It doesn't look great. Well, it sucks because me and Chloe, like, love Mindy Kaling and Reese Witherspoon. Like, she's just, like, they're, like, Reese Witherspoon's so good in Big Little Lies. And then Mindy Kaling, her show's, like, fantastic. But also, Mindy Kaling has had a lot of Botox, which sucks because she's, like, not even 40 yet. So, like, she just looks, like, weird. She just got pregnant, right? Yeah, she's about to have a baby. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, Oprah, I hate Oprah. She sucks, so... <laughs> I don't know why she won Our that course. award at the Golden Globes. Ugh, it was just. It was. I mean, she is a prominent. I don't know. I mean, she is. Oprah Winfrey, twenty twenty. Oh, oh my God! If she. Oprah, uh, let's get the rock in there, eh? Please, no. God. Are you ready to rock? <laughs> <laughs> you get free healthcare, and you get free yeah, healthcare. Yeah. There you go. She's uh. Now that I'd be okay with if she was that. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. can probably just pay for everything, though. Yeah, she's a. She's a. I have woman. no. I have no issues with Oprah, but I'm just. You know, if if Trump signals a shift in politics just from straight up politicians to TV stars, yeah. that's 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 like the first sign of the apocalypse right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm sorry. It's well, oh my God, Ronald Reagan. How could I forget that? <laughs> so this isn't this isn't the first. Let's time. get into that one. Yeah. Oh, uh, time for Bonzo. Yeah, in some movie news, um, Chloe sent me this. It was a tweet that Timothy Chalamet did. He's doing a Woody Allen movie, and um, and oh. with all the stuff coming out and like the media and stuff, he decided to donate all of his profits, like anything that he makes from the Woody Allen movie that he's doing, to charity, like three different charities. Yeah, he's copying. There's another actor that has a small part in Woody Allen's upcoming film. There's a, a woman, right? A, no, 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 no. It's a guy. It's a guy. I forget his name, but he's in. He's in the 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 Tick, the the Amazon series, The Tick. Oh, and is he, he playing the main guy? No, he plays Arthur. Oh. Uh, P. 
Peter Serafinowitz, I think, plays the tick, and I can't remember the name of the actor who plays Arthur, but he has a, a relatively small part in the new Woody Allen film, and he said because of all the allegations against Woody Allen, he's donating all of his, all of the all of the money that he received for his role in in that film to uh, to to various women's causes having to do with sexual assault and uh, sexual abuse. Okay, yeah, that's the exact same thing, Timothy. Yeah, so yeah. he he must have yeah. Yeah, which is good, and, like, um, I was talking about it with someone who will remain unnamed, but I was talking about it with someone, and they were saying, oh, like, why would he even do a Woody Allen movie if he knew, like, whatever, and I was like, well, he probably, like, agreed to it, and then all of the, like, I mean, obviously the things about Woody Allen have been out, but, like, all of, like, like, all of the issues, like, with, like, this Time's Up stuff, and, like, you know, like, why me, like, all that stuff. I mean, not why me. Me too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a confused like, at one point. I, I referred to it as not me. Yeah. I, I, I felt bad about that. Mary corrected me, and I went, oh, damn it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, me too. Yeah, like, me too. Um, like, all that stuff, like, they've been, like, like coming up, obviously, and all the stuff, like, allegations against all these people have been coming out. So, like, I, like, I understand why right now, rather than, like, like, I mean, he could have just not said anything and kept the money for himself. I mean... All the other people that are working on the movie are probably doing that. So, I mean, like, well, at hard. least he's doing it. It's hard as a young actor. If Woody Allen comes to you and says, I want to put you in my film, it's very difficult to say no. Yeah. Not because it's, oh, I'm Woody Allen and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wreck you like Harvey Weinstein. No, it's not that. It's because his films do good business. It's Woody Allen. It's exposure. You know, it's it's all the things you need as an up and coming actor. Yeah. You know, he's got he's got clout, and despite these allegations, he still has a considerable amount of clout. Yeah. Um. His last like four movies have been awful, though. What were they? There was Wonder Wheel. Wonder Wheel. I haven't seen that. Cafe Society. Cafe Society. Like Cafe Society. I, I did like uh. Tour with Love was blech. I thought yeah. Irrational Man was okay. Oh yeah, I did that. I did not see it's that. It was the one with Emma Stone and 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 uh, Magic Colin for Magic and Magic the Moonlight. That was okay. That was okay. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I mean, and the I, thing is, the thing is, he puts out something every year. No, because he's been around long enough and has enough clout, he can do what he wants. Yeah. And so, a lot of the films, I think, Tour with Love, for instance, are sort of flight of fancy films, Cafe Society, things that he just. Wants to do it because he wants to do them. Yeah. And they're not necessarily good, but then every now and again you get Blue Jasmine. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Blue Jasmine was so. I mean, good. my, my right. favorite's uh, Match Point. I yeah. Love Match Point. Yeah. It, right. So it's like you get. I don't want to say turd, but you get. You get. A duck. Uh, you get a dud, you get a dud, you get a dud, three or four years running, and then you get... A stud. You get a stud. You <laughs> yeah. get your match point. You get your blue jasmine, right? Kate uh, Blanchett, I mean, Kate Blanchett, it's awesome. Oh, well, that's when I first saw Sally Hawkins. She's so good. Oh, and yeah. And Bobby Carnival, mm -hmm. awesome. Hey, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Sally Yeah, Sally Hawkins is... Although it's unfortunate now Louis C.K. is in that, and that's... Yeah, well... Louis C.K. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know, and... Any movie that you're gonna watch now, it's just gonna be like, oh, well, I mean, that guy's that? A, a sexual. Well, it's gonna be yeah. hard to watch any because you know I don't know if they're gonna change the logo for the Weinstein Company. I don't know if they're gonna change the name, but you go into a movie and it's the Weinstein Company. And you got oh, yeah, you know, right? Yeah, I know. So it's hard. It's it's a, a, 
I guess this stuff was so pervasive, it's hard to completely escape. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Which is a shame. It's terrible, but... Well, it feels like every week, like, three or four people are exposed. And I was just... I had lunch with my dad today, and I was just talking about this, and it's like... It kind of sucks because all of this, like, all of these allegations are coming out. Mm -hmm. But then this thing with James Franco came out where this girl was like, oh, like, this happened. Oh, but we were in a consensual relationship and she didn't mention that. But she was saying that, like, all this stuff happened. And it sucks because there are women out there that it actually happened to and that, like, all of their things are, like, valid. But then there are people like this and then, you know, people that don't actually already believe it. They're like, oh, well, now are all these women lying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jump on the bandwagon because everybody's so rabid about this cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and it, it it just sucks because like the women that actually are like traumatized by this stuff happening, it's they're not actually there. being heard. Yeah, yeah, people people are like discrediting anything that they're saying because all of these like young women, like like the girl with like the James Franco thing, like she's coming, like you know, and now people are just not believing anything, and it, it just it sucks because. It's, I mean, it's like real life. It's actually happening, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then these people are still famous. Like, like the whole, like, Woody Allen thing. Like, he gets to come out with a movie, like, once a year, you know? But, like, I'm not obviously saying that it's okay, like, you know, like, sexual, like, be a sexual predator or anything like that. But, like, there are these actors that are getting shunned from Hollywood. But then, like, Woody Allen, like, mm-hmm. marries his stepdaughter and, like, is just, like, freaky. And, like, he still can make a movie and make like millions of dollars a year and like people still love him it's just mm-hmm. i think it's just kind of stupid like mm-hmm. yeah well, i think i think the the goodwill towards woody allen is beginning to wear thin yeah it's beginning to fray yeah i mean wonder uh, wheel didn't do good no you know like even in the first like the first like two or three days we got like barely double digits like yeah. at one point there was like i think like two people in there and one of them I think was like Will, and then the other person <laughs> yeah. was like someone that paid. The Woody so, Allen films have been over the past few years. Woody Allen films have been steadily declining. I think he's uh, again because he puts out dud 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 before putting out something really spectacular. You know, people are kind of oh, it's another fizzle instead of a bang. So yeah, you know, and they're all wait until there's a film that's a bang. Yeah, instead of just oh, it's Woody Allen. Let me go. Let me go. Yeah. yeah. And he, he, he also, he keeps setting them in the same time, mm-hmm. and they keep kind of being about the same thing. Yeah. 1940s, yeah. 1950s. Yeah, yeah like, like Hollywood or, like, a big, like, city. Like, it's just all the same thing. Yeah. So, I don't know. No, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a mess, but... Sorry, I've been battling a cold, so if I'm coughing, I'm more nasally than usual. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, but, yeah, so, uh, we can get up to some mail. <laughs> So, the Film Buds podcast at gmail.com is the address that you can reach us at, and on Facebook and Twitter. We love hearing from anyone, whether it's a bad thing or a good thing, or just a random comment. We like hearing from you, so it makes our day whenever, or at least makes my day whenever I see it in my uh, inbox. So, this is the one I was telling you about uh, in terms of being... That secretly hate movies. Oh, yes. Conspiracy theory <laughs> so, time. Uh, this one is from Noah uh, from Kentucky. Uh, and he says, Hello all. Thanks so much for the podcast. Firstly. Next, while I do not m- mean this at all as a criticism of the show, because I love, the, I love it and I have learned a lot about film by listening, regardless of whether or not you like the films you review, 
Henry and then kind of Brayden sometimes, do you secretly hate movies? <laughs> and Chloe, or, uh, wait, uh, do you secretly hate movies? Um, at least recently, you seem to have uh, become more cynical. And Chloe, while I usually do agree with you, I do sometimes find you maybe slightly biased against the film because of a certain trope that you give the movie negative stars. Um, <laughs> not <laughs> most eloquently or eloquently worded, uh, but either way, love the podcast truly. So, well, I mean... Well, I'll just say, in, in, with regards to Chloe, she, she baffles me sometimes because she's so highly subjective, and, and it's there there isn't even any effort, I don't think, on her part. And I think it's perhaps conscious. She doesn't care. It's her opinion. She knows it. She's fine with that. Mm -hmm. But there doesn't seem to be any any effort on her part to, to, to sort of apply any kind of objective rubric mm -hmm. to assessing films. Mm -hmm. And so her, her, her opinions are very, I mean, she's highly opinionated, which is fine. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what reviews are for the large part, right? So, yeah. Uh, she, but she just, she just says, it's my opinion, I'm just full, full mm -hmm. steam ahead. And that's why we love her. Yeah. I mean, being around her every day, like, you know, she's my best friend, and I literally, like, I see her every day. I mean, that's just... That's just how she is, like, in real life. Like, not even about movies. It's just, like... Yeah, I mean, she she knows what... She knows what she likes, and she knows what she dislikes. Yeah, yeah, And, like, and so, she definitely fine. has a strong opinion about everything. And I'm not... I, I know that if she's listening, she's going to get so she's, mad. Oh, she's totally listening. She's, yeah, she's going to get she so mad. She is just eating uh, But, uh, hopefully... <laughs> I, I'm sure I'll see her before she listens to this, and I'll, I can apologize, but... Um, but just in everything, like, that she does, like, she's, uh, in general, she's just a very passionate person about anything, so if she likes anything, if she dislikes anything, if she wants to do anything, like, she just, like, she's just gonna go for it, and, like, if, if she thinks that you're wrong, she'll tell you, uh, if she thinks that you're right, she will probably agree with you, but then she'll act like she doesn't want to, so, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, any, any time that you get into any kind of arguments or disagreements with her, like, just know that you'll never, you'll usually never be right, mm -hmm. um, but not in a bad Which way, one? not in a bad way. But, yeah, I mean, she... It's good, she should be a politician. Yeah, I'm, I mean, seriously, I mean, it's, it's a, not many people are like that, and I think that she kind of thrives on that you know, in various ways, so. Yeah, and she's, a, and also. She's, she, but she's a wonderful person, like, it would be one thing if there's, this person was an asshole, and they were like that, but no, she's incredibly kind. I was just so. about to say, like, she's, like, the best person I know, she helps out everyone, like, all of my jobs that I have. Their whole family is incredibly sweet. Yeah, so. yeah, all of the jobs I have are things to her, I wouldn't be working at the Chelsea Bowls for her, mm -hmm. wouldn't be working, well, I don't like Margaret's, but I wouldn't be working at Margaret's, <laughs> so it's not for her, uh, so yeah, I mean, she's a good person, so. Mm -hmm. She has, so luckily, she's not like an a-hole. I'd be putting Brayden to sleep with my uh, talking if she wasn't on the podcast. <laughs> I'd, just be, I'd just be droning on. I would and be, I would I'd, be fine. I'd just be droning on and on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, green day this, green day that. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, she's, but yeah, uh, Noah, I mean, that's just, uh, but yeah, she's, that's how she is. She's a passionate person and yeah, she makes a good well, critic. With regards to myself, I mean, what do you mean becoming cynical? I've always been cynical. But, <laughs> That's, uh, well, I'd say recently, I, I would agree. I mean, it, for me, I'm not necessarily for you, but I would say over the last month and a half, there hasn't been almost anything that I've actually liked well, that much. Let me let me put it this way. It's, it's not... 
it's not that it dis- uh, it's not that we I should say we here dislike films and it's not that we're becoming cynical about films it's just for some reason the films that we've been watching um it's getting into Oscar season so there are a lot of films that are coming out and they're hyped considerably and uh I know you love Lady Bird but Lady Bird charming film is it the perfect film as a New York New York Times reviewer said no no shape of water is it worth all the hype it's getting no and so the problem is the the issue is that the films that we're discussing compared to to sort of the word of mouth and the press coverage at the receiving and all of the 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 uh, sort of outpouring of love and emotion from critics and all these people it's you know we watch them and again, this is, again, because it's subjective, we watch them and we kind of go, it's not, it's, it doesn't live up to the hype. Mm-hmm. It's not everything everybody seems to, to think it is. And so there, it could be a bit jarring because of that inconsistency. Again, the films coming out of these are big Oscar contenders and everybody's, oh, they're so wonderful, and you watch them and it's kind of, eh, they're nice, mm-hmm. they're charming, they're not great. Um, I mean, the films that I absolutely love, unfortunately, you know, we haven't really reviewed uh, some of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Faces, Places. Yeah. Which was, I mean, I still think that's one of the most beautiful films I've watched in years. Mm. Just because it's just so, just a pure joy of life and people. And uh, We only had that for a week. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. Yeah. That's, I was that's the problem. We only had it for a week. Nobody cares. It, about it, us, no, it say. actually it actually did quite well in the week it was there, but again because it's a foreign film, little known, small distributor, we had to we had to squeeze it out to get other bigger films in, and that's the problem. Is there are so many beautiful films out there that are getting squeezed out by the mounds of garbage that Hollywood puts out. Mm-hmm. Mounds and mounds of garbage. <laughs> You know, you have to you have to sift through through giant steaming heaps of shit <laughs> to find little 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 diamond little pieces yeah. of diamond nuggets in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, I'm cynical not with regards to the quality of films that can be put out because there are some absolutely quality films put out there. But it's just those quality films are so swamped by the volume of just junk waste mm-hmm. that seems to come out yeah i mean well i mean noah you hit it right on the head uh i hate movies secretly <laughs> no, no i mean well for one i wouldn't be going to sundance if i didn't yeah. love movies um but who knows that you're going to sundance though no well, I, no could, well, i mentioned on the show. Me, I'm, I'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt you let me put it this way if we didn't love movies so much we wouldn't be so highly opinionated and and express our dismay mm-hmm. at films as much as we do. Yeah. If if we didn't love films, we would just I would think that we would just be absolutely disinterested, and we probably wouldn't even be doing this podcast. Yeah. So. Um, it's my dog. Uh, but. Uh, but yeah. So I mean, but also, in terms of, I mean, I guess technically we are critics here. We're doing. We're not professional critics, but I mean, with seeing so many movies you kind of, at times, become more cynical because you just want a little more. Kind of what, Brandon, you were saying is mm-hmm. you just have to, you, you see a lot of bad or a lot of very bland, vanilla 
movies, and then so you get kind of bored for a while. And I, I guess I've been kind of bored for a while. And then, yeah. Um, then you, you get every once in a while you get a, a gym. So, and also we sometimes just have to do the like quote unquote people's favorite of the week, right? Because otherwise we're not going to get many listeners. Yeah. I don't know how many. I mean, if we get that many now, but. <laughs> um, well, you got you got to go where the big things are because those yeah. are the films that are really really accessible that people are mostly interested in. You know, we can we can talk for days about little dinky documentaries like we could discuss Keddy or something like that. Mm-hmm. But will everybody had necessarily have access to a Turkish documentary about cats in Istanbul? Mm-hmm. Right? It's supposed to be a spectacular film, but not everybody's gonna. Everybody's going to be able to go see The Post. Everybody's going to be able to go see The Shape of Water or Lady Bird because those are going to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Those are going to be readily accessible to everybody. So you need to go with what, and unfortunately because they're the bigger films, it's That's sort of it's the Hollywood curse. You, mm-hmm. the Hollywood is putting these things out, and so it's very much hit or miss whether or not, you know. Mm-hmm. So. You know, but, yeah. I don't know why I was thinking of this while... Uh, well, you I guess you were talking about opinions, but like I guess this is more for Braden. Do you ever feel like at, like at the like at the Chelsea whenever you talk to people about like movies like a lot like I mean not all of them, but there are a lot of like pretentious customers mm-hmm. and I feel like sometimes they come out of a movie and they're like it was so beautiful and there was this and there was that and they're just saying it because like they want to sound like they know something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that happens a lot. Like there's this like there's this one person and she um she just always comes in and she always has something to say like oh it was beautiful and I and like like we were talking about calling by your name and she's like oh I already got to see it in New York and like didn't you like this part and I was like I haven't seen it yet we don't even have it and like there's just like all these like customers and they're just telling you like their opinions but you have to think like do you like is that actually how they feel or are Mm -hmm. they just like saying that because they want to sound like they think that that's what you want to hear so I don't know. That's just how I feel yeah. a lot of times well, when I work. I mean, Particularly in this community, there's, there's a premium put on, you know, how cultured are you? And because of that, you know, a you lot don't wanna, of people... You don't want to dismiss or be the one person of the theater that's dismissing a, this quote-unquote beautiful piece of art yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know, well, that's, that's why I like to be a naysayer. I mean, people will come in and they'll ask me, oh, Lady Bird, oh, everybody says it's so wonderful. What did you think about it? And I'll just kind of go, eh. Yeah. You know, and I like being that guy because form your own opinion. Don't just say, just don't just pay lip service because that's what everybody else is saying. Yeah. If you disagree with somebody, disagree with them. You also don't, can't lie. Don't don't attack them. Don't belittle them. But you are you are you. It's within your rights to disagree with them and have your own opinion. Yeah. And as such, you know, people. I think a lot of these people do come out and, and oh that was so wonderful because they like to they like to seem as though they're knowledgeable they're cultured they they're able to get something oh I I really appreciate art film yeah you know I appreciate art film but not all art film is good mm-hmm. it's not all good a lot of it is bad I mean it's the same curse with with film is some film is going to be quite good some film is going to be quite bad it's the same with with more with art film with cinema instead of just movies there's you know popcorn flicks which i usually think of as movies and then there's in the dichotomy there's film or cinema which is sort of the artsy fartsy side of things Mm -hmm. and some movies some big budget hollywood things are good some most of it's bad 
same with the art the art side of things some of it's good some of it's bad uh, but just because something is is sort of an artsy film you know people people are more I think more wanting to oh oh it's art oh I, I get it I appreciate it I understand it and I'm, again in, particularly within this community there's a premium put on which that there can be both yeah you can understand the art but you can still dislike it yeah you know yeah like mother <laughs> exactly there yeah. you go there you go uh, yeah. but yeah so I mean uh, we definitely all are opinionated but hopefully that's what people like uh, but I mean I think it's good that you like that you don't because I feel like I feel like a lot of us at like well pretty much all of us at the Chelsea like if someone asks about a movie we're not going to be like oh yeah we loved it like just so you, that you'll go like a lot of us like yeah. I mean, if people ask me my opinion like they're like oh this one or that one I'll tell them which one like I'm not going to, like, you know, I'm not going to, like, lie. Like, if I haven't seen a movie, like, um, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, like it, whatever. Like, I'll be like, I haven't seen it yet, or I didn't like it, or... Yeah, because you have I'm to, not going to blow smoke to be honest. Yeah, like, I mean, right. I would much, like, I would much rather you, like... Because even if you do tell someone that you didn't like it, they're going to still go see it, because they're already there. They're already there for the movie. It's not like you're going to be like, oh, well, I didn't really like it. And then they're going to be like, okay, I'm not going to see it. Like, that's never happened to me. So they're still going to see it. So, I oh, mean... The worst, the worst the worst, case scenario is, you know, oh, what do you think of this film? Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I didn't much like it. I didn't much care for it. Oh, that's too bad. Well, we got this other film, which is spectacular, which I highly recommend. Yeah. And then they go see something else, which is better. That, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's happened a few times with me. People have asked me, and I say, oh, well, I actually preferred this to that. Yeah. And then they go see it, and they're like, oh, I'm glad that I saw it. I liked it. Exactly. Yeah. So. so. Free free yeah. salesman training right here. Yeah, there you go. You know? Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, I'd say just in summation, just if you're a, you have a water cooler talk with people about movies or whatever, don't be afraid to, if everyone else loved, uh, What's a film? Shape of Water. The Post. Shape of Water. Uh, or Dunkirk, even. If everyone else loved it, you can say, oh, hated it. Or, you know, yeah. or or if you, or as, as long as you actually feel that way. You know? But also... Don't say it just to be contrarian. Yeah. And, I'll, but, I mean, of course, then also have your reasons for it. Right. You know? Don't just say, I hated it. It was stupid. Yeah. I always know? have an argument. Always. And that's one of the things I learned, you know, when I was working towards my degrees is... If you're gonna if you're gonna tear down somebody else's, in this case, uh, I learned it as theory. But if you're gonna tear down somebody else's opinion of something, don't simply just tear it down to 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 destroy it. Always have some argument. Always have some reason why you view things differently. Always try to be constructive with your criticism rather than just negative. Yeah. No. Tear, so, it down. tear it down. Tear it down. it to the ground. <laughs> burn it. Burn it. Uh, but yeah. So I mean, hopefully, maybe listen to. Podcast, maybe you can get something from that or uh, useful skills. But yeah, so I mean, don't don't be afraid to share your opinion, even if it's not the uh, public's favorite. Yeah, or choice. But yeah, that was a good question, uh, Noah. Thanks, and hopefully <coughs> Chloe will have plenty to say next yeah. week. So uh, you know, just uh, prepare for that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, I bet she'll be like, I'm back with my very opinionated voice, yeah. uh, so here I am. Yep. Yep. Uh, love Chloe. So, uh, but yeah, so, uh, the other one we have this week, 
this one, he gave us all the details. So this one is from uh, Gareth Axelitis and Danby Vermont. So. Oh, Vermont. Yeah. Uh, so he says, hey, phone buds. Uh, exclamation point. Don't get a lot of those. He's excited. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> I, uh, this was really sweet of him. So he said, I truly appreciate the effort each of you puts into the podcast to make it reliably informative and entertaining. I look forward to listening each week and I'm never disappointed. So thank you. Uh, glowing praise. Yeah. Thanks on behalf of Chloe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but this one is actually re- related to the post and it is, I guess, better that no one loved the post, but here at least. He says, obviously, the story of the Pentagon Papers is both very interesting and important historically, but unfortunately, it's telling, it's, it's leaving, uh, it's, it's telling left a lot to be desired in this recent Spielberg effort. Being the fine movie aficionados you are, please tell us what elements should be addressed and how uh, they should be uh, rendered to remake the post into a great film that it could have been. Thank you, Gareth. So, thank you, Gareth. That's really nice of you. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, that's a difficult question. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's that's like an essay question. That's a question you give your class <laughs> in, you know, film studies, or you know, you watch the film when you're discussing the Pentagon Papers in your civics class, and then you yeah, give them that like, question. Here, we'll go off air. We'll all write essays. We'll all write essays. <laughs> Five hundred words. We'll, we'll be back next week. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, it's it's a tough call because. Of course, you want to say as truthful as possible. Yeah. But, you know, one issue I had with it is that it is almost trying too desperately to be timely. Right. Um, and so, one issue with Spielberg is he can be overly sentimental and a little heavy-handed at times. And so, it's you got to do it with some subtlety and some grace. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, films, something like Spotlight, you know, that one best picture, right. which is, I think, far better yeah, I didn't love Spotlight, but it's still. I liked it quite a bit. I yeah, thought it was really, really excellent film. Yeah, and I mean that's what, that's what, the post should have been, and I think a lot of that speaks. You what you were saying, sort of, I think in a, in a sense parallels or dovetails with what I was saying earlier is that he has Spielberg has a tendency to sort of manipulate audience um, sentiment at times, particularly with regard to the central themes, which don't don't manipulate when you're when you're touching on something as weighty as free speech or women's rights and women's empowerment don't don't use various techniques in order to manipulate me so that I'm you know oh this is you know let me form my own opinions I don't want to be that's why so many people get frustrated and there's like I think a lot of media backlashes they feel as though they're being manipulated mm-hmm. um, which the funny thing is I'm going to go with my dog out she's right. freaking out <laughs> But don't manipulate us. Let us form our own opinions. Treat us like intelligent adults. I, I didn't see the post, so... It's it's good. It's good. Um, I At least I think it's good. Henry, I guess, was less impressed by it. Two and a half stars. It's pretty pretty brutal, I think. But uh, I'll um, probably end up seeing it off of what you said. I I think it's worth seeing. The performances yeah. are really good. Ooh, I need new shoes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... Uh, yeah, I was going to see it yesterday, and then ended up not, and then I thought we were going to see Phantom Thread tonight, so I'll probably end up coming to see that tonight. It looks, it looks, I mean, I like the people in it, like I said, so. Yeah. The performances, I think, are all around pretty good. Um, 
you know, Meryl Streep is, as always, is, is, you know, um, excellent, excellent actress, and I think she uh, portrays Catherine Graham with, with a considerable amount of, 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 um, subtlety, I guess, uh, sort of a woman who is very capable, but, you know, is very much restrained by, uh, society, and sort of realizing her position, realizing her principles, acting on those principles, uh, you know, damn the torpedoes, full, full speed ahead kind of thing. Yeah. So it's, and I think she does that very well. Uh, and it's, it's a shame that, that Spielberg sort of turns to uh, these manipulative techniques Sorry, where, you know, it's Meryl Streep, you know, walking walking triumphantly in front of a bunch of young women. It's okay, like, we get the point. We don't yeah. need that. Yeah, that's, oh, that is one thing I, yeah, I did want to bring up. It's just, we get it. It's trying to be, you know, or f- wanting, promoting feminism, and we don't need it to be all women, yeah. all cheering, you know. Right. We, we get the point, so it's... But, I mean, uh, I mean another film that it's kind of like uh, All the President's Men, a little bit. I mean, it's all about media and journalism. and mm-hmm. So, I mean, you, you need to find ways of making it have weight. Sorry if this is repeating things you all said while I was gone, but... And while also, for the most part, being entertaining, you could have the most timely message of all time, but it could be dull, you know. Um, and so you, it's it's a hard, it's a fine line that you need to draw between entertainment and truth and information and... Yeah. So. I don't know. I'm a bit of a geek. I always find the what, what most people seem to find boring, I find fascinating. All the legwork and the investigation that they do in order to uncover these things and find their sources and track down leads. I always find that incredibly compelling and interesting stuff and so i geek i geek out on that and that's more more so necessarily than the big triumphal you know courtroom scenes where you know free speech is upheld and they you know the tyranny of the blah 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 blah. that's all well and good but but how do you get to that point that's what fascinates me Mm -hmm. um unfortunately that's not what sells tickets though but um (laughs) I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a difficult question. That's a that's a big question mm-hmm. to to cover. I mean, I, that's that's. I think we discussed that already. Is take out all that manipulative stuff. Take out all that overly sentimental hoo ha. But then again, it'd probably be more boring mm-hmm. if you did that. Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing that you're talking about, um, Meryl Streep, like walking around, like, after she, whatever, like, her picture mm-hmm. left, that kind of reminded me of the reason I walked out of Battle of the Sexes was because, like, the whole time you're just, like, we get it, you're trying to, like, be, like, you're a fe- like, you're trying to, like, be, like, a feminist, and, like, you're, like, also, like, gay, and you're also, like, struggling in something that is, like, primarily, like, a men's thing, which mm-hmm. is, like, tennis, right? And so I walked out because in the first 30 minutes, it was just, like, all of that was already covered, and it was just way too much. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I feel like a lot of people that try to, like, 
like do like the whole like feminist thing like they just try too hard and it comes off way too strong and then people yeah. don't even want to have anything to do with it it's mm-hmm. over it's overbearing yeah and it feels like it's pushing you in a certain direction again rather than showing you what the situation is and then allowing you to form your own opinions on it is is it proper you know watching this it's like this is wrong as opposed to is it is it perhaps the best thing that women are treated in this way you yeah. know and if people come to the, their own conclusions rather than being battered over the head with you know right and wrong then i think it's it's a stronger uh it's a more uh deep meaningful change um <laughs> i i did see battle of the sexes i, I think the most the snow the snowstorm before the one we just had and i was, i felt the same way and also it's just really kind of just repetitive and just kind of dull but and like mm-hmm. also just and like goofy yeah just like i mean i really like steve crow and like mm-hmm. i kind of like emma stone but just like Emma Stone just like no, like she was just like it's so sh- it's it's black, white, and gray. Yeah, it's all it's and there's no finesse. Yeah, and like and like I was saying, I just like my biggest pet peeve is just like I know that if like Chloe hears it's like she's gonna get on me, but like I just really like hate whenever like women are just like in your face about being a feminist. Like mm-hmm. they're like like and and another thing is like this has nothing to do with the movie but like the women's march like the whole women's march that just happened like all of these people are like uh like i think i mean this is obviously like a jab at trump like the whole like like oh like don't like like uh touch my pussycat or something like that like it was like really stupid i don't know it was really weird and like the thing is like all these women like all these women are trying to be inclusive but they're also not thinking about like the other people involved, like, transgender people or, like, people that are, like, you know, like, thinking, like, all this stuff. And so, like, I feel like whenever they make a movie like that, they're not thinking about, like, other people. They're right. just thinking about, like, okay, let's <laughs> let's make, like, this feminist movie. And, like, yes, women have had struggles, but other people also have had struggles. And, like, in, in Battle of the Sexes, I don't think that there was a black woman in the group, was there? Well, that's the... Like, I, I, I don't think that there was, and so, like, I know that, like, you shouldn't just have, like, one, but they could have, they could have had, like, two or three, like, they just had, it was primarily, like, white women, and, I mean, I get that maybe it was because of the time or whatever, but still, like, I don't know, I just, like, if you're trying to be inclusive, include everyone, like, mm-hmm. don't just... There are discrepancies and stuff. Well, yeah. that's, that's, that's sort of the issue, that's the problem, is, I mean, you really didn't have a lot of... Uh, black people playing tennis. I mean, Arthur Ashe is the first really well-known black tennis player. Yeah. And uh, if I remember correctly, uh, apologies if I'm wrong there. I don't know much about tennis, but... um, But it's it's always difficult when you have something like that because is is it whitewashing if you don't put people of color in these things or is it true to form not to have them because i was thinking about that when we watched the post in the post you go through i mean it's an hour and 15 minutes or pardon an hour 90 an hour 55 minutes it's 115 minutes an hour 55 minutes um just under two hours and you go through probably an hour 40 and you see no no black people at all and then right at the end of the film, when there's the Supreme Court ruling, all of a sudden, 
there are some black reporters in the newsroom at the Post. And is it whitewashing if you don't have those people, if you don't have people, you know, blacks or Hispanics, people of color in those scenarios, or is it true to form that, uh, in fact, they were very much marginalized then, and it's more... Sorry, my dog is driving me crazy. It's more true not to have them, you know, is it is it forced to put them into those... Um, into films in those scenarios. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I completely understand where... And I agree, I agree. Like, I think... I do think that... Uh, that not putting them in there, I guess they are, like, saying, like, okay, yeah, they they weren't, like... They weren't uh, in these situations. Like, they, like, not, like, there were no black, like, tennis, like, players or whatever. But I guess, like... And I guess probably saying battle of the sexes wasn't a good like wasn't a good example but like well i actually have one so the there was a little backlash at some point of dunkirk <coughs> and how there's an, almost only one woman in the whole thing like there, there's some backlash from a feminist group and it's well if it's world war Two right. on the coast of belgium with dealing with the army and navy there's going to be female nurses. Other yeah, than that, so where are you going to see women? There's on, no yeah. women on, on, in medical roles. You know, it's all, it's all about the soldiers. There's no family <coughs> backdrop or anything, really. And I mean, and that, so, that's, that's the same sort of issue when dealing with, with minorities and, yeah. and pictures like The Post or something. I mean, is it, were there a lot of uh, blacks or Hispanics or Asians or whatever in major reporting roles at these large news outlets. I mean, it's it's a question, is it is it whitewashing, is it not white, is it true to have, is it historically accurate to have, you know, it's it's a difficult thing. Mm-hmm. It's, a diffi- it's a difficult thing to do. Um, so, I mean, I'm all for uh, more opportunities, more representation of everybody uh, in film, in all capacities, acting, directing, writing, cinematography, everything. Uh, but if you're doing a historical dramatization... Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I mean, you need to, if you watch something historical, like the poster, Dunkirk, or whatever, sh- sure, it may not make you happy, but it also might not make sense for someone to be in, in a certain position. Right. Like, if I was watching Dunkirk, and next to Harry Styles, there's a um, a woman there, a female soldier, huh, that did, I don't that think that would probably seem, wouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it may now, but, I mean, not in World War Two. Yeah, exactly, in, not in World War Two. But the British Army, you right. know, and so ha- have an awareness for it. So Yeah, I guess I should have... I should have used another movie that was a no, little I mean, more relevant. No, no, that makes sense. But, no, I mean, like, makes... Battle of, I mean, like... It's called Battle of the Sexes, you know what I mean? It's, it's, I mean, it's and important. I do, like, I mean, Lady Bird is number one. Like, I love Lady Bird, obviously. But a big, like, literally, I think, like, the only issue that I did have with it was that, um, was that there, like, other than, like, being, like, him, like, Danny being, like, gay, other than that, like... I don't, I didn't really see like any like representation of any like anything else because her yeah like her stepbrother was like Hispanic or whatever but like 
like there was sorry there was like no like there was like nothing else like there Mm -hmm. was like I don't even think that there were like any black people at her school you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. they were like they were like you know like I mean I I don't know I I guess I don't know I don't know well what what I thought her what what was her friend what I thought her friend was was Hispanic or Latina no she was just she was just I think she's just Jewish oh yeah Okay. She's not, yeah, because um, cause, cause her mom's, her mom was white. I mean, her brother was Hispanic, you know, and then, right. and then Danny was gay. Right. But, um, but I mean, like, they could have had, like, the teacher be black. But wasn't, I mean, uh, I mean, well, I, I mean, it was a Catholic school, but I mean, there are yeah. black people that are Catholic, right? Yeah. So. I think so. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, know. But, yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it's still number one, so whatever. I, I guess who's overall. That, who's, that, who's that guy you like in it? What's that guy's name? Timothy. Right. Shalme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess Wait I. <laughs> yeah, I should have. I guess I should have just said overall. Like there just should be like more re- representation of like yeah, whatever. accurate representation. Yeah, and and also another thing is like um, is like there are like a lot of like just like black movies like uh like Moonlight that was like amazing and like and um and. I don't even well, that's the thing is, this. I mean, the, the, you have a lot of historical dramatizations that deal specifically with issues like that. And the Post wasn't, that's, uh, equal rights, uh, particularly for minorities, was not the focus of the Post. But it is of films like Marshall, mm-hmm. Soma. Uh, and there are a lot of historical dramatizations that specifically are dealing with these kinds of, uh, with these kinds of issues. What is with the dog today? She's just going, come on, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, it's, My uh, dog's coming in, by the way. If you hear whack. Click, things, click, click. Leo's on the floor. Yeah, I guess I should have just said that, like. Okay. I did. <laughs> <laughs> she comes um, over and pops her head right in my lap. Uh, what did I do? <laughs> okay. Um, I guess just, like, overall, like, overall in Hollywood, like, there just needs to, like, I mean, I mean, there are, because, like, it is getting better, but I just think that, like, there should be, like, like, rather than, like, if you, like, make, like, a modern movie about, like, best friends, rather than both of the best friends, like, being, like, two, like, white girls, maybe it should be, like, one white girl and, like, one, like, mixed girl, like, a black girl, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's plenty of, like, like, black and, like... Hispanic or like like you know like different like types of actors that you could use. Well, that's that's the thing is is if she's representing her life and her life was pretty much sort of boring, white middle class suburb type stuff, then then yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess again, so, <laughs> any of the movies that I've used are a bad example, so maybe maybe no. not. But I mean, well, no, that's that's I'm simply playing devil's advocate. I don't think I'm not saying you're wrong, but it's just. How much accuracy do you give up in order to, uh, to to uh, what's the word I'm looking for, to promote diversity? Yeah. And I mean that's that's the issue is is accuracy versus diversity. And in some instances, I think it's it's better lean towards accuracy, and in other instances, maybe it's better lean towards diversity. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, exactly. Because, like, cause like, Moonlight, like, that obviously, that had to be all black people because that was what... I'll just, was. I'll just put it this way. Dark Tower. 
Yeah, When true. they cast Idris Elba as Roland Deshane, there were a lot of people, Oh my God, Roland Deshane, he's not black, he's a white guy. No, it says nowhere in the Dark Tower series that Roland Deshane is white. Yeah, that's true. It says that's nowhere. true. Why, why, why can't he be? You know, he could just as easily be uh, uh, Indian, subcontinent, India, right? He yeah. Could be, he could be Asian. It doesn't, Stephen King doesn't specify. And the thing is, Idris Elba is perfect for that role. I really could not see too many other people uh, portraying Roland Deshane the way that he did. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I agree. That's true. And so I think in, in some roles, it is better to go with diversity. Not for the sake of diversity, but for the sake of getting the right actor in the right role. Yeah, that's true. I so. guess I guess like you would rather see like you would rather see like a movie be made well rather than them just being like, Oh, we want to put like this person so that we seem like we're like all inclusive and then the movie's mm-hmm. like progressive. Bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean so. it's it's a hard again, it's a fine line to play, so Yeah, you have to yeah. pick and choose, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so well Gareth, hopefully we answered your question. I know that's a that's a that's a good question, yeah. but it's really tough to answer yeah. in a succinct fashion. Yeah, well, I think we we spent a good a good amount of time on that, but I guess we should just do our picks of the week because I guess Brandon, you have work tonight, right? Yeah, I gotta get to work. Eventually. Yeah, so and I got I got a pack for Sundance. So and when are you leaving for that? Actually, uh, eight in the morning. Oh, good lord! And it's five morning? at nine. You're not even ready. Yeah. So, uh, but that no. like stresses me out. Like I like. Oh, it's it's stressing me out. So you should have already packed. I just I know. like. <laughs> I, like, I'm going home this week, like, tomorrow, and I packed, like, three days ago. Like, guy packing yeah. is very different from, yeah. from women packing, I just, though. I, I can throw a few shirts. Yeah, you so just put nice. a big duffel bag and throw crap in it. That's what I do. <laughs> I mean, I, that's what well. I do, but, like, just knowing, like, you have to have a, especially, like, I'm just going two hours away, you're going all the way to Utah, so, I mean. Yeah. I guess oh, I you do you, but, I guess, Yeah. I guess you can wear the same outfit. I like. thought something I'm just going to wear this the whole time. <laughs> yeah, What's okay. the one in Colorado? The big film fest in Colorado. I thought there was one. Can't think of it. Uh, where's Tribeca? Where's the Tribeca film fest? That's New York. That's Tribeca. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that's just like uh, the other day. That's Tribeca. <laughs> the other day, me and Chloe, I love telling the story. She's probably tired of it, but we were in um, Joe Van Gogh, and this guy was talking to Charlie, and he's like, Ciao. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I bet he's not even French. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. That's just like, went right over my head, but yeah. it's okay. Um, but yeah, so, uh, well, I mean, I'll go quickly through mine. So one thing I that actually came close to being in my top ten, or would have been, was I finally watched Mudbound. Oh, yes, thank you. I keep meaning to see that. It, it's like, I, I, I watched it on the past one of the snow, I guess they're on the Wednesday we were supposed to record this, but, and it was amazing. It's well, a, it's, been nice to have power. Yeah, um, it was very nice. <laughs> yeah. We lost power for six or seven hours that day. So, oh, really? Yeah, that was fun. Uh, but yeah, it's, all the performances are fantastic. It's so well directed. It's really well written. It feels very, kind of what we were just talking about. It feels timely, it feels, but not heavy handed. Mm-hmm. It's, really brutal at times so you you gotta know going in it's gonna you're gonna see some violence especially towards the end what is it it's race relations and poverty stricken southern rural Mm. communities or something yeah in the 
fifth, or at the right at the end of World War Two. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's these two uh, white family and a black family that are having to live together and or and interact very closely with each other. But yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, and then I rewatched Love and Vincent. Loved it. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually reading. Uh, just started reading the biography of Van Gogh. Uh, can't remember the. That's actually written by two people, which is interesting. But it's very good so far. So and you can rent Loving Vincent and uh, Mudbound is on Netflix. Netflix so yeah. yeah, those are those are mine. Kara, what about you? You've been watching anything besides what you've had to do for this? Um. Yeah. So whenever um the power went out, I mean. Not the power. <laughs> the power didn't go out. Uh, whenever I had the snows thing, I uh, started watching this really good show. It's called Good Behavior. It's on Hulu. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, about that the other yeah, day. Yeah, I was telling yeah. Braden about it. Um, and did I? I yeah, yeah, man. You told me about it, yeah. It's just a show on TBS. Um, it was all filmed in Wilmington, which is pretty cool because I'm from there. So I got, I like see all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember it was actually being filmed while I was there. And like my stepfather works um, with like, a coffee place and like he was like helping the set and I just oh, forgot because nice. it, it I think it came out like in 2015 2016 but anyways it's just about this um girl and she's on parole and she used to be like addi- or she still is I guess addicted to drugs and like she uh went to jail for stealing and then she like overhears this guy because she goes into hotel rooms and steals stuff she overhears this hitman talking about killing this lady and then uh, she tries to save the lady, and anyway, she ends up working for the guy that's, like, the hitman, and that's just the whole show is, like, whatever, and then, like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I'm not very good at, uh, summarizing things. No, but, um, but I haven't, I haven't really been watching that, a lot of movies, I've just been watching shows. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fine. Uh, I mean, yeah, it has Michelle Valkyrie from, uh, Downton Abbey. She's the main girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and she, actually, I used to work at this, uh, health food store. She used to come in and buy groceries. Really? Yeah. Huh. So, yeah, and then that's also... Cool. I uh, started fresh off the boat, which is oh, really, yeah. really funny. Oh, how is that? It's so. It's, been, it's I've heard a lot so of good funny. stuff about it. I just, I just find it difficult to watch um, sitcoms, sitcoms in general, but sit more specifically sitcoms on major networks now because there hasn't really been any really good sitcoms on major networks for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I, I, I really do like sitcoms, um, and it's actually really good, and it reminds because. The little boy, um, the, like, because he's Asian, right? And so a lot of, like, Asian families, they really are into, like, you know, school and, like, making sure whatever. And um, it there's, like, three little boys. And the oldest little boy, he's obsessed with, like, the 90s hip-hop. It's set in the 90s. And so he's obsessed with, like, 90s hip-hop. He has, like, a Nas shirt. And, like, he goes to see the Beastie Boys. And, like, he wears, like, his, his flannel shirts, like, with one buttoned up here, you oh, know? Yeah. And then his two little brothers are, like, very into school. And so it's, it's pretty much just about, like, him and, like, how his parents are, his his dad owns, like, a steakhouse, and it's, um, it's just, it's really funny, and, like, it's, it's really cool, because, you know, they have, like, they have, like, um, like, black sitcoms, they have white sitcoms, but they don't really have any, like, Asian sitcoms, yeah. and so it's, it's kind of cool to, like, see that, and, um, and the people in it are really good. Well, that's the other one that I've been kind of curious about, is Blackish. That one's actually... that's pretty good as well. It is pretty good, it is, um, it's, it's kind of like Family Matters, mm-hmm. but just a little more, like, modern, mm-hmm. and then actually the older sister in this show, she has her, her own show called Grownish, which I guess is for, like, young, like, young adults, but, um, but Blackish is pretty funny, I would, I would recommend Fresh Off the Boat before you watch Blackish, but, okay. it's good, yeah, huh. yeah, all right, cool, uh, Brayden, anything 
you the last uh, I guess um, week or two? I started watching a series on Netflix, Dark. Oh yeah, I do want to see that. Yeah, which is, is kind of strange. I've only watched the first episode and it's really gripping. It's mm-hmm. it's in a sense Stranger Things but not really supernatural and it's more I hate to say it's dark. It's more dark, it's more anxiety ridden. It's not as sort of eighties you know, adventure. It's it's really oppressively sort of gloomy. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh I mean, it's 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 really really uh, strange. And that's what I like about it is that it's so it's sort of, sort of got this strange mystery sci-fi time and space kind of angle to it. But it it it's unrolling things in a very slow boil kind of fashion, and it's mm-hmm. it's really it really pulls you in pretty quickly. Um, yeah. So that was really good. I, of course, got Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I still need to buy the 4K of that. Yeah, I got that. So You bought it? Oh, obviously, yeah. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> One of the year, you know. <laughs> um, and uh, I saw Molly's game. What'd you think? I liked it. I liked it. Again, uh, some of Aaron Sorkin's directorial choices, they weren't my favorite, but I don't know how he could have gotten around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is to say that uh, there was a lot of sort of chronological time jumpy stuff. Uh, you'd have Molly Bloom talking to her her, her attorney, so you'd have Jessica Chastain's character speaking with Idris Elba, who plays uh, Jeffrey. I can't remember the fellow's name, but her her defense attorney, and she would be discussing at some point in the past. You know, this is what happened that led me into running an illegal poker game, and then it would flash back to what she had been doing at the time she set up her game and mm-hmm. why she set that up and everything that happened. And uh, so it was really, really interesting. And I, 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 some of the scenes that he did were really, I thought, very sharp in terms of what they did. At one point, the mafia approaches her and says, "We're going to be your enforcers. We're going to be your collectors, and we're going to get the money for you. We're going to take a cut of all the of all the debts that we collect." And she says, no. She just flatly turns him down and says, no. And so they send a goon, a hitman, to rough her up. And I think in a lot of instances, uh, directors might have, have gone with some sort of salacious sexual angle to it. And Aaron Sorkin completely eschewed that. And, you know, uh, it was just pure business. Mm-hmm. I the thought- guy goes in and roughs her up and takes her money and says, you might want to reconsider our business proposition and takes off yeah that's the one thing that i did like about it i liked that like they because like you know in some movies people are like oh like men like men don't beat up women or whatever but like the fact that like he went there and that like it wasn't like he didn't do anything sexual to her he literally was just like okay like this is what's happening you know business yeah i'm gonna beat the tar out of you so you get our point it's not i mean you know uh i will agree though at some points it was a little confusing to know whenever it was now versus the story she was telling yeah i was kind of sometimes i was like is it like now or is it then or i mean i I, i'm usually not a big fan of the sort of the time jumpy chronology back and forth kind of thing i don't i don't much care for that but the thing is i keep mulling it over my head and i don't know how he could have gotten around that necessarily particularly given that so much of the stories propelled forward by her conversations with her attorney yeah so yeah 
I mean, it was Aaron Sorkin so good. Uh, yeah, so. the script the script was remarkable. I yeah. mean, again, punchy, clever, moved along in a good clip. I thought a lot of the best scenes were the discussions between Jessica Chastain and uh, Idris Elba. I mean, the two of them were just such remarkable actors, yeah. and then Aaron Sorkin's script really shined with, with the two of them, I think. So. Yeah. And she looks a lot, actually, like the real Molly Bloom. Really? And all, yeah. And also, I really like... Did you like Kevin Costner? I actually thought that he was good. He wasn't He wasn't bad. Um, yeah, he was pretty good. He was pretty good. I, I'm surprised. I, I, I didn't like... I mean, the scene at the end of the film where he just pops in all of a sudden. I mean, it's like... Yeah, it's You know, how weird. did you know where I was? I'm your father. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a little weird. Yeah. I I mean, you're in New York City. There's millions of people. It's not just like, I have a psychic link with my daughter. No, you're not going to just randomly find her at a skating rink. And where was that? Central Park, I think? Yeah. Yeah, that was a little... I'm sorry, a little... That's too much disbelief to suspend there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to check it out when I can. Because, yeah, I do really... Maybe you want to go back and watch movies like Rounders and uh, 21. Yeah. It made me... I've never seen 21, but it made me want to uh, watch 21. Because mm. it's, it's, it's kind of the same thing. Go see, go see Rounders first, though. Okay, I don't know what that is, but... Uh, Matt David, Edward Norton. Uh, yeah, I love Edward Norton. They're sort of small-time poker players, but they're in big-stakes games. And Edward Norton uh, is... Matt Damon is the smart one. He's in law school. He's got a lot going for him. He's remarkably intelligent. He knows when to cut his losses and pull out, that kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Edward Norton is, is, is the the big risk taker. And he, of course, gets in for big money. And then Matt Damon has to try to bail him out. And it's it's a whole series. It's, it's, it's really, really awesome. Uh, in, in Molly's game, it's kind of interesting because they refer to these... Uh, very exclusive games, mostly, uh, I think, Russian Jews. Yeah. Uh, that are, like, huge stakes. Like, huge stakes. Like, millions of dollar stakes. And, uh, that's the backdrop for Rounders, is Edward Norton gets in debt big time with, uh, a Russian Jew. I don't know if he's got mafia connections or something. Played by John Malkovich. What the heck? Yeah. That's weird. So it's it's a really intense film. It's really interesting. Matt David, Edward Norton. It's really awesome to watch the two of them together. Yeah, so. Edward Norton's great, and Matt Damon, hit or miss. So it's, sometimes he's had a rough year, but yeah. I think when he's with when he's been with Ben Affleck, which by the way, <laughs> there was a lot of like talk about who Player X is, right? Oh, I know who it is. Oh, is it Tobey Maguire? It's Tobey Maguire. Okay, because because a lot of people like at first like because me because. Um, I heard, like, I was reading something, and people were saying that it was, um, uh, that it was Ben Affleck. Hello? But. Oh, hi. Phone conversation. Oh, well, I'm I'm actually doing my podcast right now, so. Oh, no, it's fine. Oh, no, it's fine. (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just talking on the phone. It's fine. You can keep talking. Okay. Um, some people said that it was Ben Affleck, but then... Oh, yeah. I heard other stuff that it's actually Tobey Maguire. I'm pretty sure it's Tobey Maguire. Yeah. And that explains why he hasn't gotten nearly as... I mean, the last thing that I saw him okay. was a great yeah. I mean, I think before okay. that, even. I'm just going to finish this. Yeah, it, he was... 
uh, sort of fading out of the movie scene anyways. And I think a lot of that is because of the reputation he got as a big poker player. Yeah. I guess. Well, a reason that um, a reason that a lot of people thought it was Ben Affleck was because Matt Damon was also part of those games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, he he got out of it clean. Mm-hmm. And um, but then that that is another thing. As I was reading, people were like, "Well, it doesn't really make sense, Ben Affleck. Like, if if he was Player X, like, it it kind of makes sense with the personality." Because Michael Sarah, like Noah's talking about it, he did really good in that movie. Like, I really like Michael. Yeah, Sarah. I haven't seen him in much of anything lately, but but I. I didn't think he was half bad in there. Yeah, but he he was good. But people were talking about how Ben Affleck's in all of this stuff because there was you know they thought it was either Ben Affleck or Tobey Maguire, and then people were like, "Well, doesn't make any sense if Ben Affleck like Tobey Maguire because Tobey Maguire's I mean pretty good. He he he's in Spider Man Pleasantville. Like he's been in good stuff, and then yeah. you know so that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And Chloe said the same thing. She was like, "I think it's Tobey Maguire." Well, I mean he was he was in some big stuff. His career seemed to be going play, and then he just dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Hmm. Yeah. <coughs> Anyways, so you have to see Molly's game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully that convinces you to see it. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, I guess that's about it. Um, so, I guess next week will be kind of a, kind of a big show, so, I guess Phantom Thread for next week, uh, and then, I'll, re- like I've said before, I'll recap a lot of the films I'm seeing at Sundance, because it won't, a lot of them are ones that will go, kind of, I guess, under the radar, I suppose. Then, like we were saying, the Oscar nominations come out tomorrow, so maybe we can talk about that a little bit, too. So, be a, a big show, and we'll just get back to our regular regular schedule and everything, hopefully. No more snowstorms or anything, you know. So, um, yeah, anything else you all want to mention before we uh, wrap it up? No. I don't think so. Okay. No. Uh, well... Thank you, as always, for coming, Kara, especially you since you kind of subbed in at the last second, so appreciate that. Go see Kali by your name if you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, give it a, give it a look. Uh, and, of course, you're, always, you're welcome back anytime. So Thank you. So, whenever you want to come on. Uh, I know, I just usually am working when you're doing it, so. Yeah. Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and Chloe should be back next week, uh, if, if all is well, and... Well, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we sure have plenty to talk about, yeah. for better or worse. Uh, and this is where I always just start struggling. I wrap it up. Yeah, we're gonna start playing you off with the Oscar. Well, I would have just wrapped it up by now. But um, thank you so much, and we hope for all the people out in with cold, snow weather that you're staying safe. Uh, but. Until next week, we'll see you later. Sunday, it's good. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> later. <Wish> you luck. <laughs>